also recording. Recording. All right. Three, two, one. Hello, Internet. Welcome back to the Fast Travel Lounge. You're listening to episode 70. My name is Patrick. I'm joined by Seth. Say hi. Hello. And Steve. Say hi. <gasps> I don't know what that noise was, but it sounded close enough to a hello that it probably makes it through the profanity filters. Now, I'm going to come out of the gate swinging, guys. I'm kind of sad about this episode. Why is it because I'm getting sick? Wait, hang on. What, why, why are you... Is it cancer? It's cancer, isn't it? No, it's always COVID. Thing. What a weird thing to say. Oh. Um, did you actually get yourself tested? That thing still exists. <laughs> Hold on. Um, <laughs> Hold on. Watch me do a rat right now. <laughs> no, no, I haven't. I haven't done a test, but um, basically everyone else in my family so, has. So read. Everyone else in my family has tested positive, and I'm going to do a rat tomorrow. Wait, wait, St- Steve. Are we? Are we safe? Are we? I don't want to catch COVID. Uh, I don't think we can. We're not in the same room, Pat. We're online. Uh, you are literally like, what, a thousand kilometers away? You might think that, Stephen, but I'm in your walls. Yeah, <laughs> just don't cough on me, big fella. But you know what they say, absence makes the heart grow fonder. No, I'm, I'm sad about this because we're episode 70, and it means that we only, that, that we have to do a mammoth 350 episodes to get to the next meme episode of 420, which would what about be one, dank. We're at 169. I, I don't think, what, is that it's like a 69 that someone, someone watches? That's, I mean, that, that might be your fantasy. It's not mine. Oh, here we go. Here it comes. Well, there's three of <laughs> us. I'm just saying, fellas. <laughs> Statistically, one of us is the one. Um, yeah, no, I don't know. It was, just, it was just such a high point after the 69 noise episode uh, last week that I just, I, I hope that we can do, I hope we can do back-to-back bangers, but, but we'll see how we go. You're, uh, you're right. We should end the podcast right now. <laughs> no, that's not what he said at all. That's not what that's, I think oh, he's saying. Hold on, the opposite hold on, of that. hold on, hold on. It, it might be, t- tell me more, Seth. Tell me more. Yeah, it's, it just seems like you know, six and nine is kind of the high point, and it's going to take so long to get to four twenty. It might as well be uh, get out while we're ahead, sort of game. Were we ever really ahead, though? Yeah. Well, actually, there's uh, like I've got a head on top of my shoulders, so uh, I'm at least like what one fifth head. Still shorter than me, but uh, we, we stopped getting we... head after episode yeah. sixty nine. <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> oh, there's there's the monetization filter biting. Ooh. <laughs> it's been more than ten seconds. I'm sure we'll be fine. Been more than a minute, even. I I, I actually no. I, I think the say... most. Actually no. Is it the first minute or is it the first ten minutes? No, it's the first minute. Okay. I, yeah, I was about to then. say, um, praise Susan. Let's hope it goes okay. But I I can I I don't even know the the new CEO's name. Which which is fine because we we all we we all went out for drinks as well. (laughs) Maybe you guys did. I don't remember that. I wasn't there either. Just just me and the new CEO of YouTube. Uh, No, Uh, (laughs) sorry. Yeah. Oh well, I've got the meeting with her tomorrow about um fast builders lounge. Um, so yeah. (laughs) About all the uh, human resource complaints you get. Yeah, fair enough. They had to catch up. You're in your gold YouTube uh, trophy. (laughs) We built so many things too fast. She just wants to have a chat. <laughs> Might build her something. Maybe I'll build her a wooden YouTube. Build her a stable platform. Ooh, there we go. Now I don't we're think talking. she has any horses. She won't need a stable. Because that's that joke. That was funny. Yeah? 
<laughs> Yang yourself. <laughs> You're being a smart ass to yourself. Mid at best. <laughs> Uh, why don't we go? Why don't we go? Why don't we go into Brown the Lounge for this week? Uh, no, no album review. Do we? Do we have an album to? You know, it's been so long. What? I forgot that this is a bit Stephen does. <laughs> no, we did not. You didn't. You didn't give us an album of the week. Remember how you like prepped your weird daughter album um, last week? <laughs> oh my God. It's not, guys. For the hundredth time, it's not my daughter. Yeah, it just seems a bit sus. Uh, There's an imposter among us. Well, you know what? Look, we're past episode 69, so I'm going to stop with that joke. <laughs> That's big of you, Seth. That's, thank you. Uh, still, you know what still. else is big of me? Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> Man, you fell right into that. You fell right into that. Uh, still, still an excellent album, though. Um, no, round, round of lunch for this week. Uh, Seth, what have, what have you been up to in, in basking in the, in the sweet, sweet afterglow, smoking a cigarette uh, in the light of episode 69? Yeah, so I finished Celeste basically right after that episode. Hang on, there's a cockroach on my wall. I'm just going to punch it. <laughs> just keep, sorry, keep talking, keep talking. Put Edit a this hole out. in that, in the wall, I mean, not the cockroach. the cockroach. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't this a bestiality thing? We're going we're gonna to hear Steve, we're going to hear a punch through Steve's mic and it's going to be the cockroach decking Steve. <laughs> God, I hope so. <laughs> this isn't content. Cut this out. Oh, fuck, you I say that, it. but I might keep it in. <laughs> Just that, that's what that's what Steve <laughs> said to his wall. <laughs> All right, well, I lost it. No, I found it. it's on my desk now. Quick, smack it with a thong. <laughs> love that. I love this chewing through through Steve's microphone cable as we speak. Um, yeah. Seb, what have you been up to this week, my man? Yeah, so I finished Celeste after we talked about it a fair yeah, okay, bit. Okay, you said yeah, that last already. Week. That's fine. No, but like, like what yeah, else? Yeah, yeah. I, I got to, I got to start over because Stephen broke my train of thought. Um, then I played some vampire Just like survivors. You broke the <laughs> no, no, I think that battle's still going on. I can still hear them fighting in the background. <laughs> Why do I hear yeah, boss I, music? Yeah, I accidentally. I got I, I dropped out. So good luck editing this. Here. I got addicted to uh, some vampire survivors after I got tricked into playing it, and then I played some Street Fighter Six. Got him. Uh, actually, no, fair enough. I, you know what? Do you, do you think the people that survive playing vampire survivors too much are vampire survivor survivors? Yes. You're, you're getting a little too meta for me, Patrick. What have you been up to this week? Good question. Now, 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 I'm thrown into the. Existential crises. I'm um, playing a little bit of Vampire Survivors. That was much more of uh, of, of uh, last last week for me than this week. Oh, really? But... You want to compare times? Uh, I mean, we can. Um, we'll get to that. Uh, I've also finished Celeste. Man, actually, now, now I just feel like I'm copying you. Man, you really threw me under the bus, huh? I didn't do anything original. You, this you week. were meant oh. to change the homework a little bit. No, you, you, you know what? You know what? I saw Mario movie. Boom. Homework changed. Got him. Got him. Um, and uh, I. <sighs> I mean, yeah, I've I've been watching a weird amount of the the Dota two patch. Watching, know, I've, yeah, no, we're not, not even playing. Well, okay, it's like <laughs> the thing is, right? Let's let let's say you're an addict, and the thing that you're addicted to is right in front of you. I think it shows more self control to watch the thing you're addicted to than actually use the thing you're addicted to. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, watch someone else go through the withdrawal symptoms. No, it's more like just watching people play Dota 2 and me thinking, maybe maybe just one game. And then the little, like, animal brain in me going, don't do it, it's a trap. 
so I've been watching Dota 2, but I'm, I'm not going to talk about that. But the, the new patch looks to be very good. From what I've seen of it, it looks to be very good. That's all I'm saying about it. Uh, weird amount of my week went to that, though. Steve, what about you? What about you? Um, yeah, you I also to? got conned into playing Vampire Survivors. Ah, uh, another Vampire Survivor Survivor. Yeah. I, Good to have you. Another surviving vampire survivor. Uh, and because for some reason, roguelites seem to just be on my dance card for this week, um, Loop Hero as well, uh, because that recently came to Game Pass and I've heard really good things. And I'm like, you know what? You're coming home with me and I'm checking it out. Cool. Cool. Um, you've uh, also saw a, a movie per chance? Well, I've seen a bunch of movies in my uh, 28 years of life. Is there a specific one you want to talk about or? You know what? No. No, you want to be a dick about it? No. <laughs> Wait, you're 28? Yeah. Oh, if I here we go. You're going to call me old or something. All right. All right. So, all right, granddad. So I'm only born in like 2005. Can I see some ID, sir? Don't you have a TikTok <laughs> floss or something to do? So, so when, I, when, I, when I smash open the coffin in Vampire Survivors, is it actually you that, that I'm seeing? come out of that um i have no clue i have not done i have not opened a coffin i found a coffin but i was promptly killed so i'm assuming that is a reference to something um that i do not get i am not very good at vampires wait, 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 wait. hang on you 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 opened a coffin and and died instantly uh, like, no he saw it but you got to kill the enemies around it first and he got oh, killed by those oh, okay yeah um hmm. awkward for you yeah um sorry i've yeah. got a life outside of video and, game. And what? And what? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, no, this is getting we... a little too aggressive. Don't worry. We're gonna we're gonna take we're gonna take the testosterone down. Uh, I'm gonna talk about Mario movie. <laughs> All right, now that's a good movie. I I enjoyed it. I I'm basically gonna end up mirroring the points that you talked about last week. Very cool. There's no plot. I don't want there to be a plot. I didn't go into it wanting there to be a plot. I went in there for the fan service, and there was a ton of fan service. I enjoyed it. Very cool. Yeah. Is that basically the Mario movie section done? <laughs> Pretty much. I think the use of licensed soundtracks were was entertaining. Um, How'd you think of Jack I Black? Think... Oh, love yeah, him. He's, yeah, he's, re- he's how, really good at it. How could you not? Yeah, he's really good at it. I haven't even seen the movie and I love him because I saw the Peaches video. Peaches, 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 peaches. Yeah, man, what a tune. And I made like what, the Billboard, the Billboard Top 50? Ah, oh, tune. Okay. Real, real. We did it actually. That's so good. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it did. Yeah, it, that that's that's fantastic. Um, there there is there is one thing. I I don't know. Maybe this is a sign that I'm getting older. But I watched it in cinemas as actually uh, as God intended. No. Well, as 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 God intended for everyone except Argentina. Uh, we'll get to that. <laughs> fucking just streamed it live on TV. Which banger job, Argentina. Good luck Based. with the legal ramifications. Doug, Doug Bowser ain't going to be the only legal slave to Nintendo by the end of the month. Um, anyway, uh, no, so I, I don't know. Maybe this is just a sign of me getting older, but uh, me watching it in a, in a cinema full of kids and it playing out the same. Oh, hold on. I thought you had a restraining order against oh, those. Rats. No, 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 no. Seth, Seth, that's schools. Cinema is fair game. Huh. Funny way I put it, praising it. Anyway, uh, it was it was just something kind of I don't know. It just it maybe maybe rubbed me the wrong way is the right word. But to to go and see a film where it's the same it's the same like uh, forcing someone into marriage 
uh, plot line. And the weird part is like me as a kid would have just lapped that up because I can think of like quite a few movies that I went and saw where like that was not necessarily the plot, but like that, that was like one of the stories that was like one of the archetypal, almost sort of fairy tale stories of like, marry me. I'll never marry you. And it's just kind of weird that here we are in current year and we're seeing that play out again. And I know that that's the sort of canonical story of Princess Peach in the Mario universe, but it just felt a little odd that it was like, are the kids watching it now as I did 20 years ago going to think the same because it feels like times have moved on? Is, is, am, I, am, I, am I coming from like a weird place on this? Uh, not really. I think it's like a, it's a tale as old as time type of thing. Like, I think you're, uh, like, it is an overdone story, and it's, uh, but it's like an easy story to di- digest. It's a tale as old as time. Uh, a guy wants to marry a girl, was just... girl's like, bro, no. Um, uh, guy's like, guess I'll burn down your kingdom. Yeah, tale as old as time. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It was just, I, 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 I know that I said I didn't go to watch it for the plot, but like the fact that that was the plot, it's kind of like... I don't know. It was it was like one moment when may, maybe it was just Seth Rogen voicing DK, but him saying, is that your attempt at flirting? She will never go out with you, bro. And it's just like, that's so that's weird to hear in a kid's film. I didn't I didn't expect to hear that, particularly from Donkey Kong of all people. I don't know. It was just it was kind of weird. Yeah. Kind of yeah, odd. That's like what, what is like that. And there's like one other scene towards the end with Bowser. And it's like the only thing that's like adult humor that like kids might miss. Um, yeah, yeah, you're right. That I I thought that was a bit weird. Um, that whole Mario hating or Donkey Kong hating Mario thing was a bit weird, anyway. Um, but <laughs> yeah, I will. I they kiss I, I, I just I just kind of um, uh, I I uh, what was what tra- transferred? I transferred that conflict into Seth Rogen just hating Chris Pratt, which was just infinitely <laughs> funnier to me. Uh, yeah, possibly. But, no, overall. Oh, overall, I enjoyed it, and and the thing is, I I don't know that my that those couple issues are things that kids would pick up on. In which case, kids go see funny haha Mario movie, and that's fine. But it's it just struck me as odd that I'm watching a film that I would have seen a similar version of twenty years ago, and hearing the same plotline now feels out of touch. And it's I don't know. It was it was just like a little bit of a moment of reckoning when you're in a in a cinema surrounded by kids that are watching this going, this is a great film. I will remember this. And it's like, I don't know. I, I feel like we almost have a duty to like be better. <laughs> um, but hey, yeah, that, that's all. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, still really enjoyed it overall. It was just, yeah, that scene. And I don't, yeah, that, that scene that you're talking about as well, Steve. Um, uh, and, <laughs> and also the whole ending, not because it's a weird thing for kids, but just a weird thing of being terminally, terminally online. Um, when you finish the film by putting Bowser in a jar, there are connotations yeah, there. Yeah, that was, that was one for us. <laughs> they, they, they had to know what they were yeah, doing. Yeah, no, they had to. Like, that's, yeah, that's... Like, I, 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 don't, I think because I was that disconnected from my adult self at the time, I didn't realise... Uh, like, until we, me and my friend were walking out of the movie and he said, huh, they had a jar at the end of it. And I'm like, what are you, what are you talking about? <laughs> And then it, then it clicked and I'm like, huh, I didn't even pick that up. Because um, it's it, like, it, I was five years old again in that movie. But yeah, uh, that one was for us. <laughs> us, us gamers. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, all I'm going to say about Mario movie, I really enjoyed it. You should go and, you should go and watch it. Um, yeah, that was overall very, very, 
enjoyable experience. Um, why don't we switch switch gears from uh, mushrooms to strawberries? So if you finish Celeste, as did I, but I want to I want to make the segue work better. So I'm going to right. say that that you. Oh, thank you. But so if you finish Celeste. I did, and it didn't take me that much longer after where I left off the last time because what I s assumed was three more worlds to finish was actually just one. And then I hit credits and decided that's that's enough Celeste for me. You climb the mountain. What what else is there to do? Uh, go into the heart of the mountain. Apparently, I mean they they, that, they do that, say that most people die on the descent of of mountaineering expeditions, but I mean I'm sure she would have been fine. Oh yeah, she looks totally fine. She did that all in the credits for me. <laughs> oh yeah, that was a whole cutscene. I just skipped it, and now I'm at the bottom of the mountain again. <laughs> GG, easy. <laughs> you you missed out of the um all the cute little interactions between um uh, Madeline and Battleline. Battleline, un even. Unironically, unironically, is that her actual name? The doppelganger's name is Battleline. <laughs> oh, that's pretty I, good. I don't get it. It's because she's the bad half of Madeline. Oh, okay. Now I I get it now. You're welcome. I get jokes. I don't. Think, I, don't I, I don't think you'd be cut out to playing Celeste. If I'll be honest, it's a pretty pretty low bar. It. Yeah. A, a lot of the, a lot of the story elements will go over your head. <laughs> Is there more than three syllable words? Yes. Yeah. Not actually, for me. A, a Not few for of me. Yeah. In the nah, it's, you know what? That, that's fair. That's fair. Hello Kitty Island Adventure, it's, it's waiting for you, bro. There's some DLC, a few microtransactions for you. I know you love them. I was going to just play Garfield Cut. <laughs> I think that's on Game Pass. That's, 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 that's an, an incredible Pass. pick. Um, I think Peppa Pig's <laughs> on Game Pass as well. Like, apparently it's like a genuinely good game, but I'm not sure if it's a good game for kids or if it's a good, like a big <laughs> thing. It's just an actually good game. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, the, the, the um, video game journalists don't want to put their reputation on it. So they're like, you know, it's a good game. You're like, for, for kids? They're like, yeah, it's, it's a pretty good game. Yeah, no, you should, you should play it. It's, it's, a, it's a good game. Um, yeah, for kids, you know, but I, yeah, anyway. I, I also finished Celeste, got to the credits, and didn't play anymore. Uh, and I, I realized after, now that I've finished the, the quote-unquote main story of Celeste, because I, I know there's more stuff to do, but uh, I realized why I fell out of touch with it, which is that I spent... Uh, Nearly three hours on World 3. Yeah, yeah, that would do it. I don't know how you spend three hours on World 3. <laughs> and and you, you know the thing is, on I, I did a little bit of self-reflection on this. I realized that chapter starts with, maybe not starts, but like really early on. You're in there and Theo goes, don't bother trying to like be friends with Mr. Oshiro. Just leave and continue on your quest. And the entire rest of the chapter is you going, no. I'm gonna help him. And there's some part in the back of my mind that's going, I spent three hours when I knew I should just continue climbing the mountain, but I had to go help him. And now I've lost several hours of my life. For, for context, I only spent about 90 minutes on that world. And even in that 90 minutes, I stopped playing to have dinner and do chores. <laughs> Uh, well, so I, I probably actually spent probably closer to 40 minutes on that. So for me, I know that uh, one large chunk of time was the uh, computer, the 8-bit. The uh, I don't remember what the actual name of it is. Oh, I wonder if that does count. I, I hope it does. I cannot fathom the idea that I spent three hours in World 3 and, and not as a part of that. Um, whatever the 8-bit computer is thing, if you've played it, you know. So that was for me in World 3 and also... 
there were two, I want to say two strawberries that I just took so long to get because I was fighting with the controls and like trying to figure out full hops and and the um the the boost and all the other little issues that I had with the control scheme. That this was like at the height of that when it was me fighting the control scheme to get the strawberry. Um, but then uh yeah after that point I it definitely it got way better for me after that point I I enjoyed the game much more after that point. Well, after World Four, some of the wind stuff still sucks. We talked about that already, but. Yeah, after after the winds level, it starts picking back up. Definitely. The temple is Guilted. The temple Skill is issue. a little. The the temple is a little long, but I I enjoyed that, and what I said about um, the forest level where you have to fight battle line at the end. I think that boss fight goes a little too long as well, and honestly, I think that forest level it feels like it ends like three times and it keeps going. Yeah. Um, the the thing the thing that tripped me out, uh, that that forest level is when for various story it's it's an old game we can probably just spoil it. Uh, you you crash down like you, your your quest to climb the mountain goes in reverse and you crash down into the mountain. Uh, what looks like several thousand meters, um, for for the foresty. Um, You're basically underground. Yeah, uh, basically, um, for for that whole segment. And you get to the end of it, and then and then you you climb back up because you you've now discovered the power of friendship. Uh, the the bit that tripped me out is that uh, we're now back on back on the the course of climbing back up, and then uh, you know, as, as you probably know from climbing Mount Everest, uh, when you get near the summit, you actually go through an entire industrial complex, which I thought was great that they modeled that like one for one in in Celeste, where you just go through a heavy industrial area. I did not notice that. Or, well, rather, I didn't know that. You, you didn't notice going through what was basically an abandoned cityscape when you were very close no, to the summit. No, no, I mean the Mount Everest part. I didn't know. I was joking. Unless you're bullshitting me. Yeah, uh, that, that was a bit. Uh, my my, okay, my, my I, comedic I genius is, is lost I, I, on you. I trusted you a little too much. Call me, call me Beth, because I'm the, the evil doppelganger of you. That. Oh god, that even as I said it, that didn't that didn't go well. That was a weird thing to but say. Yeah, I I feel like <laughs> Thanks, Steve. I feel like <laughs> I appreciate it. I feel like um gameplay wise, that final chapter is where it clicks the best everything together. It is very good. And and I I guess I'd I, I don't know if I want to continue playing it, honestly, because it's like those early chapters were just very much not my speed sort of thing. Like the entire game's control system isn't my speed. Would you say not quite your tempo? Yeah, yeah. Um, I hear the B side and C sides are a lot better, but I don't know if I'm willing to give them a shot. And to do chapter eight, I need to replay levels as well. Um, to go get all the blue crystals within them, like the blue heart crystals. I only found one on my initial playthrough, and that was in chapter four with the wind, the winds level. I'm not even sure if I found any. Like I, the, I, I didn't go as hard on exploring as I perhaps should have, but uh, I got every strawberry that I saw, and I was still about twenty strawberries short of of you when we both finished the game. So, yeah, I'm just I'm just bad at platformers, I guess. Yeah, no, it, it's well, it's not so much a bad platformer thing as an exploration thing because I still missed a good chunk of strawberries and I missed the crystal hearts in every chapter except for chapter four. So it just feels like there's a lot of stuff to find in this game. 
And that's going to require a point of, okay, maybe start pulling up a guide and looking for things. And that's, that's going to be a little more draining to do. Yeah. And I don't know if I want to put that effort into this game. No, I, I, I 100% agree. I'm, I'm going to keep it as that. I appreciate the story and the themes and messages it did, which is to, to finally reveal to everyone what that is, because we just keep dancing around that every time we brought it up. It's a, it's a story about um, depression, acceptance of uh, yourself and your feelings. And that a you should bit just of, um, eventually give up. Yeah, yeah. There's a part where it's just give up or throw away that depressed side of yourself and make it hate you even more. Um, there's a little bit of um, transit undertone in there, which is nice. Um, and yeah, it's just... A really well done story for um to to highlight depression and ex- self acceptance and how to cope with those feelings, um. But yeah, I it's one of those things where I hit the credits. I've gone what I want out of the story. The gameplay didn't do it for me that much, so I'm not going to bother with the post game. Yeah, uh, that's that's probably fair. Um, I still think the biggest issue is how slow and hard it feels to move around when you're not uh dashing in a particular direction but then conversely how much easier it feels to dash in a particular direction so reconciling that is a bit hard for me in terms of wanting to do the post game but maybe i'll check it out but for now i'm i'm content with with where i got to with celeste uh any any final thoughts uh from you before you give it a score out of 10 no i think i've gotten pretty much everything i need to say out of it all right, so what's your score out of 10? I'm giving it a 7. Yeah, fair. that's actually about what, what I was I was thinking 7, 7.5. So yeah, no, like I I recommend people play it. It's not it might not be my favorite platformer, but it definitely has its merits. Um yeah, yeah, right. I, it's always cheap enough to I, recommend. Yeah, I came around to it a lot more than I thought I would in the second half, which is a hard sell because to tell someone to kind of slog through parts of it earlier on, at least like I did is a bit of a turnoff, but I feel like I, I feel like I've been saying that about a lot of games recently. Like Life is Strange 2 is the similar thing of like, it gets cloudy in the middle and then gets better again. It's like, yeah, just take my word for it. It gets better. Trust me, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right, so, so when you, when you guys say it was like a, or when you specifically Pat, say it was a slog through the first part, uh, how long? It's been three and- hours. <laughs> Three hours. Yeah, but what was that? You just uh, getting stuck? Is that you not being very good? Because as someone who hates platformers, uh, and yeah, it's it's I've I've sort of talked about little bits of it in in previous episodes, but it's yeah. it's basically the the control scheme is is the the main thing that tripped uh, me yeah. up. The, so, so it's the, not the, the control. It's, it's it's not the fact that the platforming element is bad. It's the fact that the controls don't gel well with the. The it's, platforming required. That just seems very frustrating. Yeah, it tries to be a hard no, platformer as well, or rather a tricky one to navigate. Yeah, it's, 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 uh, there's a combination of two things there. there. There's definitely an element of the game is very punishing unless you get, uh, like, um, what we were talking about with needing to do sort of like pixel perfect jumps. That gets instilled in you very early on because the game doesn't give you a lot of wiggle room after world one or two basically like after mm. that point it's like oh yeah don't make the jump you die but then um it, it also sort of harkens back to what i was talking about with it's not that it overstays its welcome it's that again this is specifically in the context of a three hour long world three for me but 
there isn't a huge amount of innovation you can do with the movesets you're given in a particular world. So uh, again, I compare it to Neon White where the levels are very fast. It's very um, high intensity. That seems benefit- like it's an unfair comparison though. Like no, 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 no. But, but the, the point that I'm trying to make, it's, it's not to compare apples to apples. It's to say there are mechanics that are introduced in every major world in Neon White and the number of levels you do within each of those worlds means that the mechanic always stays relevant or fresh. But the first thing you get introduced to in Celeste is you now have a dash. And it doesn't feel like through the early levels, there's enough of a variety that when you're spending upwards of an hour going through some of these levels, that you feel the level that you just completed is meaningfully different or that you had to do in a different sort of way compared to the level before that. And so it just it just overstays its welcome a little bit. If you removed a lot of the, maybe not the exploration, but like if, if, you, if you compacted what you could do into a more concentrated experience, but kept the same elements, it would be stronger for me, particularly in the early levels. And that's why when I say it picks up towards the end, it becomes a lot more liberal with more mechanics that it introduces you to. And then things become more fresh, like the grab stones and the, uh, the feather and the, I don't even what you call it, like the little bubble mechanic, that sort of stuff. It introduces you to those fairly quickly after that point. And they help make the platforming feel fresh. So that's why I compare yeah. it to Neon White. I think the weird gimmick that would be for the hotel level is all of those, um, it's, I don't even know what to call it. It's like goo or shadows. And some of them are like, oh, it's bad thoughts. It's bad vibes. It's the bad vibes. Yeah, bad vibes. And it's like, oh, there's this little bit of like grassy bad vibes sticking out of the walls and uh, floor. You can step on it. But the moment you move off it, the bad vibes are going to grow there. And then if you touch that spot again, that's an insta kill. Yeah, never owning a and- house. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Oh, yeah. No, mortgage, rates, mortgage rates rising. <laughs> Always onto this topic, aren't we? <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, that, that's what I mean when I say that, that it's, it's, a little, it's a little unwieldy. And so that, again, early on, uh, sorry, that compounded with when it's early on, in my case, I was fighting with the control scheme. It just compounded into not a great experience at times. But again, when it picks up in the second half, it's because I'm now more accustomed to the control scheme. And then the new mechanics are a nice uh, variation on top of that. Uh, Patrick, I just thought of something before we end off the Celeste chat. Yeah, go um, after it's teased to you, do you think that they add the um, double dash too late into the game? After it's teased from the 8-bit? Yeah. Um, I don't think so i because it feels like it's only given to you to do it like if you're only doing a to the credits run it's given to you for the final level but i i think that's i i I don't mind that i think that's kind of a uh i don't think it's surprising that they give you a double jump mechanic and i think if they gave you the double jump mechanic earlier it would fall into the same trap of you now have a double jump the complexity to make the double jump mechanic work in platforming means that all the levels have to be even harder and even more pedantic with how you move that to have it as the credits run 
feels like the right place to introduce that sort of thing because it's it's a celebration mechanic to me it's it's the same as it is you you become overpowered in the final level because you've put in all the effort to get there so i i like where it was introduced yeah i just i don't know if i well yeah i agree it's uh, it's uh, thematically where it is is perfect and yeah doing it using it for the final push to the top of the at top of the mountain is uh, probably the best time to do it it just feels weird to me that they tease it with that 8-bit level like in the first half of the game it's like if it's seven chapters and it teases it in chapter three if you do that 8-bit level but you have to remember it's like you've got to go through quite a bit of the game before you end up getting it there'll be a lot of people that play through celeste that never touch that 8-bit level when they do it'll be something that they go back through and discover after having played the game I'm actually curious about that now, like what the percentage of people is that found that found it in the first place because it's kind of off the beaten path. You have to go out of your way to get it. Mm. And um, what the percentage is of people that found it and then what the percentage of that people is that actually sat through and played it all in one go <laughs> yeah, like to we get did. To it. <laughs> they, they get to the 8-bit level, they're like, you know, I'm going to end on, this, on the single jump, I think. This was a good level for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, th this is probably, unless I go back and hit the B and C sides, this is probably all I'll talk about with Celeste. But yeah, solid 7 out of 10 platformer. Definitely didn't blow me away in the, the hype that I was expecting alongside things like Hades, but I, I came around to it. I, yeah, I enjoyed it more than I thought it would based on how my experience with the first half of the game went. And that's my final thought. Seth, your final thought. Yeah, um, it, it was basically the final level that was like, you know what? This was worth playing through. Everything else before that was just like, yeah, this is fine. This is okay. There's a weird dip in the middle, but that final stretch of the game was really good. And I would recommend people check this out, especially since it does go on sale quite a bit and it's cheap enough as it is at a default price. It's available mm. everywhere, isn't it? I Pretty much. Used to yeah. be, it did used to be on Game Pass yeah. and I took it off and I didn't get around to it. Um, there are too many games out there. Um, oh. Actually, maybe they should start taking more games off Game no, Pass. So you have less to worry about. All right, big I, fella, look at these. I, I know that I know that I just <laughs> said that, that was my final thought, but I I am curious. How did you play Celeste, Seth? I played it on Steam with a uh, PS5 controller. No, no, okay, fine. But D pad or analog stick? Oh, um, mostly D pad when it came to using the feather analog stick. Yeah. Okay. Same. No, that that actually is exactly how I did it, just with a PS4 controller. Yeah, it was it was weird playing. A <laughs> maybe, maybe not that it was that weird, but it was novel for me playing a game specifically with the D-pad when the analog stick is available. It's not often a decision that I make like that. Anyway, no, I just I just thought that was interesting. Um, yeah, for two D games, I mostly do D-pad. Yeah. Cool. Fair enough. Uh, sweet. Why don't we t why don't, why don't, why don't we swap from from the hero that climbed Celeste to the hero of Fruit Loops, Steve? Uh, you, uh, you are you are the Fruit Loop hero. Not your not your best big fella. They they, uh, they they call you Toucan Steve. It's that, that's the name. It's Toucan Sam. The name of the, the name of the Fruit Loop mascot. Try again. You know what? Uh, let's just skip it. Let's skip it. No, let's skip it. Um, <laughs> shut up. Uh, when so they introduced the new Fruit Loop flavor, there was the the Arctic White and the uh, and the, the Rainforest Blue. I, I actually Arctic White the, flavor. 
Anyway, anyway, anyway. Anyway, the, um, the blue one, everyone wanted the blue one. I voted for the, the white one I, because eight-year-old me thought I had more sugar on it. I voted for the third sandwich. <laughs> really? You're not a giant douche voter? What's wrong with you? No, Have you like seen reference. him? He's a giant douche. <laughs> um, anyway, Lupio. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, is that so, what we're talking about? <laughs> I know, right? No, we're talking about the toad sandwich versus giant douche again. It's our fuck, classic. Much Early more of a uh, frosted flakes type type operation, I think. I'm a Nesquik cereal type of guy myself. <laughs> and it, I like the Pokemon marshmallow cereal. Like, lucky, lucky Charms, anyone? Or oh, actually, per- perks of uh, per- perks of being uh, semi-Canadian as I am. Uh, there was a cereal. It was me- it was it was the Mickey Mouse. Uh, Sorcerer's Apprentice cereal, it turned your milk blue. Do you guys ever have that in Australia? Um, no. It, it might, it might have existed, so. but I would not have gotten it. That sound. Blue milk does not well, sound very cool. Let me <laughs> tell you, I had bowls of that when I was over there and I turned out fine. Did you? And you're doing a podcast with three friends. <laughs> three, even. Two friends. <laughs> two two friends. Two is, friends and, a, and, a, and, a, and a weird uncle that shows up every now and then. <laughs> Is a third friend in the room with us now, Stephen? <laughs> yes, I'm my own friend. Um, wow, this guy. <laughs> uh, anyway, Lupio. Anyway, sorry, ba- back on topic, back on topic. Uh, Final Fantasy yeah. 14. Oh, yuck. No, so apparently you can rent houses. Oh, man, I need to resub for that. Thanks for reminding uh, me. You don't. You don't have to. Because, sorry, I, I anyway. resub for that. But yeah, Steve, uh, Lupio. Yeah, that's what I heard as well. Anyway, so Lupio. So Lupio is a uh, roguelike game that came out in... Uh, End of 2021, and I believe. And that's all the time we have. Thanks for that, Steve. Cool, uh, thanks, Jack. Yeah, we'll close that loop on that one. All the best. Um, every week you do that, and every week it gets funnier, Pat. Let me tell you right now. Oh, um, it, just, it just loops and loops. They call oh, me a hero. Oh, interesting. That's a good way of... Um, anyway, so uh, I, it did come out uh, like mid to late uh, 2021. Um, I heard a lot of good things about it. Uh, at the time from numerous reviewers and all that type of thing. And, and roguelites are one of those type of games that it's, I, I have to be in a particular mood for it. Uh, and especially like for reasons I'll go on, I can get very frustrated with them very easily. Um, especially when you think you're doing good and it turns out you just get blindsided by something. Hold up, hold up. Uh, j- just, just so that the audience can gauge where you're at with this. Uh, in terms of roguelikes, uh, Dead Cells, yay, nay? Uh, I haven't played. Okay. Uh, Hades, yay, nay? Fantastic game. Fantastic game. Cool. Nine out of and, ten. Ah, um, oh shit. There was like one other in, in that track. Slay the Spire. Uh, fantastic thank you. game. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. yeah. Nine Cheers. out of ten. Yeah. Sweet. Um, yeah, cool. Just, just so people cool. can gauge where you're coming at this from. Yeah, cool, guys. Yeah. So uh, the premise of this is that like the world that the hero sort of is living in has sort of just been erased uh, and it's uh, a couple of like key areas have been turned into cards um, and that's pretty fucking much it. So every time the hero goes out into the world, um, a, a path is generated and that path is generated in a loop. Uh, and as the hero goes on, you can put different cards down to sort of have different interactions with the world. So for example, if you put like a spider card down, like along the path you travel, um, they will spawn spiders or it, technically the card is a spider's nest. And then that spawns uh, other spiders into adjacent paths which you have to go by and fight uh and there's like beneficial cards like meadows that will like increase your health at the end of each day because of course there's a day mechanic 
Uh, there's mountains that increase your maximum health. There's deserts that reduce the maximum health of everything uh, within the screen. Uh, and it's got all those type of interactions. Uh, there is no... You do not control any of the combat in this game. It is essentially your hero is put on a path. You press the play button. Your hero goes around the path uh, and automatically fights. And then that's it. That is, And then you put cards down to help or hinder your heroes. And the more enemies that are on the, the map, you have a chance of like getting experience to level up or getting new items or getting more cards because cards are generated from uh, like defeating enemies. And the same thing with like getting more equipment as well. And that's literally it. Like I, I get the feeling I'm not being uh, too descriptive with this, but that's essentially it. It's essentially your hero goes around the loop defeating enemies. You put a card down, which changes the enemy they'll fight. And then that's it. There are some cool interactions with the different cards. Like, for example, if you put like a, for example, the villager card, and this is um, probably one of my favorite ones. So a villager card, if you go through it, you'll regenerate a little bit of health and you'll get a, a quest. And all that quest is essentially spawns a, an enemy with higher HP uh, somewhere on the loop. But if you put a vampire mansion next to like a villager, it transforms the villager into uh, like a different card that has different enemies on it for three turns. And then after the three turns, it becomes counts lands, which give uh, like better quests and higher healing. But like getting through those uh, three or four enemies for three loops until it changes is like quite difficult. And that's like the, if you do it early game, it's good. If you don't do it late game, it's like, oh, you can't be able to do it. And that's essentially like the loop mechanic, the you're going around, you're going, uh, and each loop you do increases the enemy's health and levels. And in turn, you get better equipment, like equipment either is a reward from doing those quests from villages, as I've said, um, from spawns in the world. Like, for example, you defeat a slime, you'll get like a, on the first loop, you'll get like a level one equipment, where if you're on the sixth loop, you'll get level six equipment. And it's that kind of stuff. And it, it, and another big thing about it that I probably didn't say, but I think this is a secondary part of it. Uh, as much as it is half of the game, there's a in between, they call it expeditions and expeditions when you're going up through the loop, is there's like a weird, it's halfway between base building resource management, but all it really is, is that the resources you gather during the loop, you sort of collect. Um, and if you die during the loop, you can. You lose pretty much like uh, you can only take 30% of what you gather. Whereas if you sort of uh, recognize you're not going to get through the next loop, you can leave early. And if you leave at the camp, which is the, essentially the end of the loop, you get all the stuff you've collected. Whereas if you leave like midway through a loop, you'll get uh, only 60%, which is it's still better than dying, but it's there's a lot of like decision making and it's off. If I've only got like seven or eight squares left to go, maybe I'll just risk it. Oh, shit, my health. I've got like 10% of my health. I'm not going to risk it. I'm just going to bug out with all the stuff that I've got. Um, it's really so when funny you that this, this sounds exactly like how Cult of the Lamb plays in terms of like high level gameplay organization stuff. Ah, okay. Interesting. Ba base, base building and then kind of like the dungeon crawly, how far can you go bug out when you think that you've at your limit? Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, that's essentially, that's essentially it. And when you do go to that sort of, the, the base building thing is essentially you're collecting enough resources to put like a, a different like building down. Uh, the building might give you access to another card or another class. 
Uh, and then you could upgrade that building to either get another card or just to get some sort of special feature. It It is very simple, but what it does is very, like, it, it does it very well. Like, the loop mechanic is very well. Um, the loop isn't that big, like, a, depending on how much is on the, the board, so to speak. I always consider it like a board. It can take, like, a couple minutes, anywhere, like, more than 10 minutes just to do one loop. And especially with, like, depending on the equipment you've got. So, for example, um, the Necromancer class, he can have some rings on him that give health regeneration. And he's also got a necklace that has, like, a magical, sh- like, shield around him. So if your magical shield is, like, 300 and you're regenerating 3.5 uh, health per second, you can actually be regenerating. You can end up better having about like a mini battle type of thing because the enemy couldn't get through your shield to get through the health. So then it's kind of managing equipment and using what equipment is good for the build that you would like to go for. So the thief wants to do a, like a bit of, or not a bit, like he wants to go like very high evasion to the point where it's like, if you have the right gear, you can pretty much dodge like 70 to 80% of all attacks that come your way. But then what, the same- what sort of what, what's the, like you talk about combat is like is this um, Hades? You're in a room, you kill everything in the room, real time thing, or slay the spy? You take turns, or uh, like top down two and a half D? Like like flesh flesh us out. I don't have a good picture yeah, so, in mind so, so, as to like what you're doing. So it is two D, um, and all you're seeing is you're watching your like the hero battle the enemy, and it's like it it. I get the feeling it for the game mechanic it is turn based, but it looks like you. You're watching your hero like do a sword swing. You're watching the skeleton do a sword swing, and then it sort of plays out. If that sort of makes sense, like it's literally you're an observer watching it. Like you can change the the speed of how fast they fight, but you you don't interact with the combat at all. So it's not um, a battle. Essentially, yeah, uh, yeah, that's actually a good way of putting it. Um, I probably wouldn't call it an auto battler because maybe because the battles themselves aren't that long like they'll just go for a couple of seconds um but yeah an auto battle is probably one way of looking at it uh, yeah uh, i so getting on to my opinion of the game um oh, man I don't, I don't know how to i don't know how to, if i am enjoying this game because i had a couple of like really good runs when i first started and i thought the game was like oh cool this is like the better you go, the luckier you get with the uh, the RNG jobs with the equipment. And the sort of it better you make it, the better you feel with it. But of course, because it's a it's a roguelike, it's always going to get harder and harder and harder. And you'll do like, for example, like let's say you get really good equipment at the starting at the start, you'll just like car through it, car through it, and then if you don't get equipment that replaces it, you'll literally struggle in the later levels to the point where it's like, oh yeah, like I breeze this loop oh shit the next loop i've lost and like i've lost like a lot of my equipment and the the expeditions don't go for too long like probably 10 15 maybe 20 minutes for a really long one but it can just be a bit frustrating when you've you're just not getting the drops that you need to get like good equipment or if like oh i hate that yeah or if you've got like 14 i'm sorry if you've got like half of your equipment is like really good and you like just need like equipment that goes with your build, and you're just not getting it. It's just frustrating. Um, is the equipment like? I uh, think that's something that's 
I'll let Patrick go no, first. Let's talk at the same time. <laughs> is, That's always a good is bit. The, is the equipment uh, you get, uh, I'm, I'm, again, comparing it to, say, Hades, where you get random pieces that if you get a particular set that they combine or that they do something extra, or is it that you no. just try and get good pieces in, I guess, a bunch of different slots? Yeah, you're trying to get good pieces in a bunch of different slots, but the it just it also depends on what you start the build as like there's a bunch of different builds like there's uh if you choose pieces with vampirism um on them your character will heal health as they attack but if you've got like what plus like five percent vampirism that's not very good but if you have all like four or five pieces of your equipment decked out with vampirism you can be doing 25 30 35 percent so you pretty much retain a lot of health but if you're not getting those pieces it's just frustrating it's like you'll be like yeah cool my build is almost there and you'll be getting gear that oh and you're on like paper on that is better. yeah and yeah, you're like, like do, on, do, do i pivot do i persist yeah and some sometimes the pivot does work um but sometimes it doesn't because there's nothing more frustrating than like you pivot it's like all right cool uh vampirism isn't working i'm gonna go with evasion because i've got like something that literally gives me 20 percent evasion which is like very yeah. rare and very good and then, and then the and next drop the next piece is, yeah and you're like huh i hate this game yeah and <laughs> and that's kind of frustrating and like the rng and i'm not i'm not sure if it's just me getting unlucky or if it's the way the game's designed but it definitely feels like it like you'll be doing really good then all of a sudden something will happen like you'll either get overwhelmed because you've put too many cards on the on the grid and then you just get overwhelmed and overrun and it's like well this is fucking shit like i did a really i had a really good run before that but just the way that the the level rose it was just not unfair it was just unexpected it, yeah no no i i know exactly so my my version of that is um ftl <laughs> yes. ironically a, a different ftl <laughs> yeah but but you'd be Buzz playing that you'd be, you'd be yeah, yeah. You'd be playing that. It'd be it'd be a really good run, and then it'd be like, do you investigate the asteroid? Like, uh, sure. You investigate the asteroid. All of your crew are dead. You're like, okay. yeah, that, oh man, fuck, yeah. God, I hated that in FTL. Fine. God, that is such a good game. But every now and then, I'll just, I'll pick up and play it, and then that will happen. I'll be like, fucking done with this game. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's just such a it, turner. Yeah, it, yeah. Instances like that sound really frustrating, and I think what really makes or breaks what is a good rogue like is just making every run feel fun. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, going back to Hades, because that's... The gold that, standard. That's kind of the peak now. It yeah, is. the gold standard. It doesn't matter what you do in a run of Hades, you're always going to end up having an enjoyable run in that game, I feel like. Even a bad run is a really fun-to-do run. Yeah. And I, 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 so I was comparing it to Hades in my head and in my notes. I've got, oh, it's sort of like Hades. But now that I'm thinking about it, Hades is very, like... It's skill based. Like, if you you can get oh, you yeah. can get the yeah, worst boons so. in the world, and if you're good at the game, which you sort of are, the more you play, um, you, you and can, you're just naturally leveling up it yeah. as Agrius's abilities as well. So you get hit like just at a base standard, he's getting stronger. So you're getting you're able to get further just based off upgrading him. Yeah, exactly. Whereas this one, it's literally nothing but RNG. There's like it, it is like a slay the spire in the way that if like you go the wrong path. And you get like the shit card drawer. It's like, yeah, all the best. Um, Surprise. You, have, you have to do, you do have to make do, but like I'd say probably about 60, 70, sometimes like 80% of the time I'm making do. And it's just, it just feels like it's just frustrating. Like the probably I had the most fun in this 
probably with the first hour. Um, before you realized, uh, before it settled in that that was how it was going to be. Yeah. And, and maybe this is because like, because the, the cards you put down, you sort of like make a deck and there is like deck limits or that kind of thing. And maybe the amount of cards you've got are very small at the start. And maybe it's just a lot more palatable with what you can put down and you don't get overwhelmed. So maybe it is me trying to put everything down, but because of the resource mechanic, you need to collect resources. You need to put more cards down. Uh, and the way that like is there are chapters is probably the best way I can put it. Cause like there's like a, there is a boss you can face at the end of the loop, but the boss can only be encountered if you put enough cards down. Right. And yep. so that I'm up to chapter three and you have to put a significant amount of cards down. Like, and I, I've, and there, there is a bar in, in loop heroes credit. There is a, a bar that sort of shows the progress um, in the top left-hand corner of the screen. Um, and I probably, I haven't gotten that more than 80% over. Um, and I, it just, it just gets overwhelming and I'm not really sure what I can do about that. Like there are a couple of cards I need to unlock and maybe that will sort of help. Like there's a, there's a, for lack of a better word, there are scenery cards that like don't really spawn enemies, but they interact with the world with other ways, like giving you health or, um, at the end of the day or something. And maybe that would help, but it just seems like a, if I have to have this card to be successful, but to get that card, I need like six, seven, eight upgrades to the town. Like it's just, it's just frustrating and just, it's forcing me to do loops instead of progress. And I sort of understand maybe that's, maybe that's what it's trying to do. Hang on. That cockroach has come back. Let me punch it in the head. Um, <laughs> all right. I got it. Oh Cock- yeah. That was a big the cockroach one. is coming back to finish the job on you. Yeah. Um, it, he's in his loop. Um, <laughs> where's your card now big boy yeah he played the Steven card Steven I've come to bargain yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Steven's the boss the cockroach made it past 80% yeah um, but yeah like I am enjoying my time uh, and the more I'm talking about it the more I'm probably seeming a bit negative on this but I think it's because the game is so simple I don't, that- I don't think it's that you seem negative it's just it seems like the sort of game where you're like let, let's say I guess I'll put it a different way it sounds like this is the sort of game where your average run of the game, if, if your enjoyment is zero to 100, your average enjoyment of a regular run where, like, let's say you do 100 runs, your average enjoyment of those runs would be 50-55%. But the runs where things go well, that spikes to, like, yep. 90%. Yeah, that's correct, whereas, yeah. whereas Hades, your average run is maybe 80%. And so yeah. when you have a really good run, it's not that much better. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, I, no, I see exactly what you mean. And that, and that is probably true. Like a good run feels really good. Like you've got all the right stats in all the right places. You're like one, two shotting enemies. They really can't touch you. And there's like, a, there's like a bunch of stuff on the board. So you can see that you're making the progress. Um, but if you're just not getting- Number go up. Yeah, the number go up. But if the number doesn't go up in the right places, it's like, oh shit, I can't do anything. And there, there obviously is <laughs> a, a, well, there's not a ceiling per se, as in I don't think, like apart from the bosses. Um, but like with every loop, regardless of how many uh, enemies you put down, the enemies level up. Um, so you can essentially just let the game run if you really wanted to. I don't know why you would. Um, and you could just collect a bunch of resources, but you'll eventually get to a point where it's like you just can't beat the enemies. And that's probably is that ceiling. Uh, hmm. But the, yeah, I, I am still enjoying this. Um, I highly recommend it if people enjoy roguelikes. If you don't like roguelikes, uh, where where would people be able to to uh, perchance play it? If they, uh, if they it's on Game Pass, blind? that's why I started playing it. 
Um, okay, but like, where do where do other people actually play it? Real people. Where do real people yeah. play it? Um, so it's yeah, that's what I said. Uh, according to Wikipedia, it's on uh, Switch, Mac OS, Windows, and Linux. So I'm it's coming to Switch. Uh, hopefully not, because um, the Switch does not <laughs> exist. Uh, is it coming to the Ouya? It could be the first game on a Switch. Is it coming to the Ouya? Hopefully. Um, if no, the, K- the KFC console. Oh, KFC console. Do you, think, do you think it'll run on 3DO? I don't know that word. <laughs> but yeah, sure, why not? Um, you'd probably play, the, play it with a DK bongo drums as well. Play um, it on your uh, Xbox fridge? Oh, hang on. Let him cook. Let him cook. Um, and what about my Samsung fridge? No. no. That's only for Skyrim. No. <laughs> And Dark Souls. Yeah. Oh, duck. Yuck. Um, but, but yeah. <laughs> but I, I, and Doom. I'd give it probably a 7 out of 10. It does seem a bit more... I don't like roguelikes that are RNG-based. Like, I know they're inherently RNG-based, but this one seems... Too RNG-based. Like, too RNG-based. Yeah, there's yeah. nothing... No, I, I get you. Yeah. I get you. Yeah. But then at the same time, maybe they're just... I'm not interacting with the, the deck-building mechanic as much as I could. Um, or because I just assume, I'll fill the deck, it'll be right. But maybe I shouldn't. Um, so maybe I'll... Is, is, this a game, is, is this a game that you'll likely continue playing and give us updated thoughts on, or is this last we'll hear about it for now? Uh, I don't know. Redfall comes out next week. Um, I'm going on holidays and Tears of the Kingdom Oh, man, I'm looking out. forward to you talking about that one. Um, yeah, r- realistically, I I'm can I'm looking see- forward to figuring out who asked. All I wanted to know was, like, whether he's going to continue <laughs> playing Loop Hero or not. I mean, yeah, yes. Most likely, at some point in time, I will close the loop on this. Hey, there we go. Ladies and gentlemen. Steven is the type of man to finish the games because he, he has a conscience. <laughs> because the word hero is in it, and Steve's like, that could be me. <laughs> Always finish what you start. Like, I, regardless of how bad the game is, I do believe that there is a... Take it to the end. Take it to its conclusion. I don't think I'm that far away from the conclusion. Um, I've just got to have a couple of good runs to get a bunch of resources to get a couple more cards, and I might be there. Um... You know what? I, I, I stand by Steve on this one. I can't believe I'm saying that, but I stand hey, by right. Steve on this one. Stand by me. <laughs> I'll Come be. By <laughs> oh, I, don't know how, I don't know the words. I haven't heard that song in like 10 years. Um, but yeah, Loop Hero, ch- check it out if you like um, roguelikes. If you don't, I. If you like looping and heroing. Yeah, yeah. Roguelikes are those games that they're. Some of them are really good to everybody, some of them are not. This is one of those ones where it's like if you don't like roguelikes, you will not like this. Fair enough. Uh, and bouncing from one roguelike to another. Um, hi, I'm Patrick and I've survived vampires. Yep. See, this is a roguelike that's done well. Um, <laughs> I'm playing it right now. You're a fucking idiot. Listen to the podcast. Um, <laughs> I am. Uh, so this is. So <laughs> no, I'm, no, I'm just now I'm just thinking back I, to I, that. I'm, I'm thinking about to that short of like, um, Seth, what do, you, what do you think about the battle between uh, good and evil and the segregation of people based on powers and Infamous 2? And you're like, uh, I think it's okay. I was very deep in thought about something else at that time. This, Vampire Survivors, I can easily play while uh, we talk about the podcast events. So- and you know how I know that? Because I'm also playing Vampire Survivors. <laughs> Are you really? Oh man, I get the feeling no, like oh. No, I'm not. But just imagine. Imagine if I was. Um Yeah, so I I think this is a very dangerous game because uh it's very much oh yeah. It I'll, is I'll a just, massive dopamine hit. Yeah, I'll just do one more. I'll just, I don't think I'm very good at this game. You guys were talking last week about like going for more than 30 minutes. Um I I've only gotten to twenty one like twenty minutes once. 
And I think I just got like really lucky with getting like a shit ton of garlic and just having like a, a big shield around me. Oh yeah, no, how, how long have you put into the game? Because it takes a little while to be able to uh, get a run that takes over 30 minutes. Um, two hours, maybe? It's, it's a, I feel like I've done like a lot of... Yeah, I didn't pass 30 minutes until maybe hour three or four. Uh, well, because I'm up to like level three, which is like the dairy milk one. And they've got like what milk elementals, which are fucking rogue as shit. Um, and I can't get like more than 10 minutes on that. Like, so, but at the same time, maybe it's just, I need to upgrade a couple more of my. You also uh, need to go and collect the items that are around in the map. Yeah, I always, I always collect the relics. Those are easy to collect. Just go straight. I've got the map, so you can just go hurry straight there. And I've always put like an arrow on the screen. Um, hmm. So I, let, let's, let's just continue, almost continue on the loop hero chat. Uh, where do you sit on vampire survivors in terms of the amount of RNG involved? Uh, less. Uh, no, so that's, this game is two parts. It's RNG, and then there's the skill of avoiding the enemies, going the right way. Let, let's, let, let's not necessarily talk about it in context to Loop Hero. I just mean, in its own right, as a roguelike, how much RNG do you think plays into vampire survivors? Because I, I, um, I, I, I have a take on this, which I really, uh, I, I've really come to not enjoy. <laughs> and, and, and I'm curious as to where you two sit on this. I think there definitely is an element of RNG. Uh, and it, it probably is a bit higher than what like, I give it credit for, because essentially the only skill in this game is um, just avoiding the enemies. But there is a sort of certain skill in picking the right, for lack of a better word, boon, because I'm using the Hades term. Um, yeah, no, it's, I mean, I call it power up because yeah, it's, it's not really a weapon. Yeah. There's also kiting the enemies that has a bit of a skill to it as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. true. Like kiting them in a way where you can go and collect all the EXP orbs. Yep. That's yeah, true. Yeah, fucking <laughs> the amount of gauntlets you run, and it's like, oh, fuck, I couldn't get it in time. <laughs> um, yeah, especially at the lower yeah. levels as well when you really need them. Oh. Yeah, yeah, and 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 the Larabelle on, and you're like, all right, this is gonna pop. But how far can I make it if I just run? <laughs> yeah, I do like how the, there's the, like the, a... the Larabelle is the shield. <laughs> yeah, I know that one. Yeah, yeah, I I don't pick it. Um, I simply would do garlic. Um, so so Patrick, yes, for the people at home, can you explain what Vampire Survivors is? Well, I, I I'm pretty sure I did this you last, did last week. week. It's it's a it's a twin stick shooter, but now brace yourselves. I know I hope we just didn't refresh a course. I hope you're sitting down, especially you listening at home. Uh, you remove one of the sticks. That's right. It's a twin stick minus one of the sticks. It's a single stick shooter where there's no aiming. There's no uh, extra skill, really. It's just you, you move around and everything that happens happens on a timer where all of your weapons will attack on a particular cadence. And so you run around collecting the little dopamine hits known as XP orbs in order to level up. And when you level up, you get the choice of a bunch of power-ups and you want to power up yourself as much as you can to survive for as long as you can. Survive the vampires, if you will. Um, that's basically the, uh, all there is to it. So here's, here's my unpopular take because I, I want to get your thoughts on this. You guys are in the honeymoon phase because I, I, I was like you last week, <laughs> really, really enjoying it. Um, and I still, I still do, but I, it's worn off a little bit for me now. And it's worn off particularly for one reason. And that is, uh, the, one of the, the highest highs of all of it from last week was all of the little unlocks that you have to go and do, right? The little, um, number go up, you, you come back, there's like 150 unlocks. And every time you boot it, well, every time I boot it, I'm like, I'm going to go get this unlock. This is what, I, this is what I'm going to work towards now. 
I've come to regret that because some of the unlocks that I'm at now uh, survive this long with this person. And I am getting so fed up of uh, surviving in a level four. Let's say, I, I think some of them are like survive 15 minutes or survive 30 minutes. It's usually 15, 20 or 30 uh, with a particular character. And so you'll be the character, you'll load in. And in the honeymoon phase, it was great because once you unlocked weapon combinations, so many of the weapons that you had access to would combine. And now I'm at the stage where it offers me so much choice that I am just jaded. Game choice paralysis? No, it's not paralysis. I'm jaded by me going, okay, I've been offered garlic. I will take the garlic. Now all I need is to level up the garlic and get the health recovery. And so I'll get maybe four or five levels into the garlic level up. I will not see the health recovery once. And then five or 10 minutes will go by and I'll finally get the remaining couple levels in garlic. And then another couple minutes go by and then I get the health recovery because I have so many, I've unlocked so many things that the game's like, what if you wanted any of these or any of these or any of these? And I regret having so many unlocks because I can't restrict the, the, the RNG pool to stuff that will actually help my build. Yeah. Okay. And it's becoming a yeah. pain in the ass. Yeah, that does sound pretty I rough, think eh? there might. I think, I think the more you play, there might be things that will help you to restrict No, no, that. there is, there is. There's a banish mechanic, but the thing is, right? Yeah. So, so th this, this is one, um, I, I will actually call this a downside of the game. When you level up, actually, when, when, when you have the access, when you have the choice of a power-up, because it's any time, uh, I can banish 10 items, right? It's, it's a false choice. And I say it's a false choice because I could, from level one to level two, banish an item that I will never use. Don't need to worry about it. I can't pick an item for level two then. This means I'm now level two, having the oh, same weapon as I had at level one. I so see if what you I mean banish now. You don't get a re choice. Items, yeah, you don't, don't get a re choice. Yeah. yeah. I, I use my choice to banish or skip. Those are two different options I have banish or skip. And I cannot pick something in the middle of that. So it's a false choice because if I'm banishing the items to restrict the RNG pool, I still need to play catch up to get all of those items back. And it's like, I've made it to the end game enough times that if you make it to the end game and your build's good, you're fine. There's like a hump at like the, I probably would call it about the 20 minute mark, Steve, which like I, again, I was like you last week. Of you hit the yeah, around the, around the 17 to 20 minute mark, they just swarm mm, you with enemies. Yeah, exactly. And, and if you survive that, your build generally is good enough that you make it for the rest, for, for, for the final um, mm. 10 minutes. Not, not, not 100% of the time, maybe yeah. not even 80% of the time, but mm. like you feel confident. You make it past yeah. the 20 minute mark, you're, you're yeah. pretty good. The problem is- yeah, there, was, there was a run where I died at like the 28 minute mark just because I wasn't kiting around probably. I probably could have mm. survived that. But yeah, it was just, it, it got a little overwhelming in that last little bit. But, but, that, but that's- So it is possible to die after oh, that is. 20 minute I, mark. I, I died at 29.30 yeah. once. <laughs> I, uh, I, yeah. I, I was yeah. pissed. <laughs> but, but, the, but the thing is, um, you make it past the 20 minute, you make it past the 20 minute hike, you get so many levels in the last couple minutes uh, where normally it just offers you money or health because you've already leveled everything else up. So if you've skipped or banished items, that's when you'd catch up at the end. But you don't need to catch up when you're at the 28 minute mark. You need to catch up in the 10 to 17, 10 to 20 minute mark where the game 
punishes yeah, you the, by the first wave, yeah, hits. by skipping or banishing. So that that's a, a negative mark against it for me because now I have so many choices that even restricting choices punishes me, and it doesn't feel like it should do that. That yeah, yeah no, I'm you're right. I'm wondering if that's just like a weird middle portion, and uh, it gets better as you go along. Uh, it's entirely possible. Because it's entirely possible. Yeah, I think that sounds like it's a your borderline getting burnt out from it. Oh, I, I am at this stage. I mean, admittedly, I played. Uh, I actually don't know how many. I don't have Steam open, but I, I've played somewhere in the ballpark of twenty-ish hours in the past uh, week or oh, two. Oh, okay, so, yeah, you're you're way ahead yeah. of me. I'm only at like the seven-hour yeah, no, mark. Yeah, so uh, that's why I say I, I got through. I got through level three in Celeste. When I'm going to try Vampire Survivors, finished Vampire Survivors. <laughs> <laughs> not, not actually, but like, just put way more. I blitzed past all the hours I put into Celeste in in Vampire Survivors, and it's still not even close. Um, uh, yeah. So I'm I'm content with where I'm at in Vampire Survivors. I I want to finish getting every unlock and things, but I'm just I I'm a little jaded by having most of a good build so many runs in a row and just not getting the thing I need to complete it. So hang on, so yeah, what, no, that- what, what do you mean? So uh, this is something I was going to com- complain about later, but this game is like 14 billion achievements. Um, for like, for <laughs> like claim even? Oh, yeah? Yeah. Um, and as someone who loves, loves achievements, um, yeah, I think, I think it's both good and bad because it, it's sort of giving you a, like a dope, dopamine hit every time you finish a run for doing something or upgrading something exactly. or doing a certain yep. thing. Mm-hmm. But by like the fucking 20th time, I'm like, okay, of course I unlock something now. Like it's just getting like... On my nerves. Um, so when you say complete the Incorrect. game, what do you mean? Oh, okay. We've got, we got different <laughs> no, no, takes I, on this. I, I, <laughs> um, I, I don't mean complete the game. I mean, uh, I have to seek out and specifically play to achieve the next thing. So what I mean is, just by unlocking the next level, it was like, I'm going to play the next level. And then you play the next level. And just by playing the next level, the game's like, oh, here's like, five achievements and i'm like oh sick thanks yeah and now yeah. i've already gotten all those that my next my next thing is like survive 30 minutes playing as this guy dancing around in circles uh with mm. like doing the the helicopter pilot training thing of like hand on your head hand on your stomach thing um any, anyone do that back in school um comment down below if you did um but it's, it's that sort of thing of like i need to i need to specifically go out of my way to unlock the next thing and that's starting to become a chore because uh, they're, they're not trivial, nor do I expect them to be, but it's just kind of like, it's the, the, the shine is worn off a little bit because of how much of it I played. And don't get me wrong, I've really enjoyed the 20 whatever hours I put into it, but it's just, we're just starting to get towards the let's, let's, let's finish this bad boy off type, type um, uh, end, end game, <laughs> as it were. Yeah, so, okay. I, uh, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll give, I'll give you uh, yeah. an example. The, the next thing I have to do, and, and this is why I'm jaded as shit, right? The next thing I have to do is collect a particular power-up. I'm doing this in a spoiler-free way, not that it really matters. Go way up to, like, the tippity-top of, of the map on one side, collect a ring, way down to the tippity-bottom of the, of, of the other side of the map, collect another ring, and then level the power-up to level 8, and both rings to level 9. And just knowing the RNG luck that I've had trying to get my build together, I am not hopeful. I will get all three of those to the max level that I need. 
Yeah. Okay. That sounds like that's fucked. You'll be there doing that for a while. A little um, bit. And because the thing is, I can imagine I've put 29 minutes in and I've leveled up once more and, and uh, the game's like, hey, rather than giving you this thing that you need, how would you like this completely unrelated? How, how would you like the clover? How would you like to boost your luck by 10%? Yeah. And I'm like, thanks, game. <laughs> yeah, it's, I'm yeah on, it's not. I'm on death's door because I'm playing a character that isn't like, that doesn't gel super well with my play style, but I need it for whatever, whatever um, unlock. Uh, can you just give me the power up? And the game will be like, no, <laughs> no, no, no. We're going to make you banish every other thing in first. Yeah, well, uh, look, you can put the game down if you're done with it, big fella. I can, and, and I have, and I have. Uh, but you reckon you won't go back to it? No, 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 I'm, I'm going back to it. But I'm just, uh, that's what I say, shine, shine's wearing off. I'm, I'm content to let it sit for a bit. I'll come back to it. Yeah. They always come okay. back. Yeah, it's one of those things where it's like, I don't know. Um, I, I've seen my brother's save file in this game, and I've seen how you get at the very end of the game. Because he's he's done everything this game. I think he's even done all the DLCs that are out now. And once you get to the actual end of this game, you, you basically just destroy everything and you're just constantly just grinding gold and uh, XP without doing anything. Like, you, you'll survive without having to move. Yeah, um, yeah, that, that, so yeah that's been like, me for a few games. It, it, it feels I, good. I, I, yeah, I feel like it's... It, it's just got to be one of those things where it's like maybe the middle of the game is like this weird section where you're like, okay, I got to do all these things. It's going to be a little bit of a hassle for a little bit. And then once you get past that, the payoff is like, yeah, no, it's just going to be constant dopamine hit after dopamine hit for however much you want to play the mm. game. And just, just to bring up my, just to talk a little bit about my brother, but with this game, bring him he's on the, the one that got me into this. <laughs> he, he's, He's the one that got me to play this game because he they goes for a little bit. He's like, Josh. <laughs> he goes, "Hey, load up your game of Vampire Survivors because mine's really weird. I want to check if your game's got the same glitch." And so he, I load it up, I check it out, and it's like, "No, it's running fine. Whatever." I ended up playing the game for two and a half hours after that. Like it, it was just a quick, "Yeah, load up the game, see if you've got this glitch or not." And then I was in. I was done. This game just sucks me in. Okay, I, I dispute that. I, I did not, I didn't get it. I'm using air quotes again. I didn't get it for the first 30 minutes to an hour. Once the 30 minutes to an hour like, hit, I was like, I get it. I'm in. I, yeah, no, I, I, I don't buy that you were in to two and a half hours the whole time. I think there must have been a, a bit in the middle where you're like, I don't know. And, and then it hit you, surely. No, I was, I was just, I was just playing and playing and playing and playing, and then I turned it off. I was like, "Huh, I was playing that for two and a half hours. <laughs> I think I get it. <laughs> I think I understand but, the appeal of but, this but game." You know what? I should play for another two and a half hours just to check. Yeah, no, that basically happened because that night I went to sleep really early, woke up at like ten o'clock at night. And I was up for like six hours and half of that time I was playing Vampire Survivors. Nice. Uh, favorite combo weapons that you've, that you've found so far? Garlic. Oh, I haven't gotten any combo weapons yet. I'm oh, okay. Just really... favorite weapon in general? Uh, garlic. Garlic? There's something very, there's something very satisfying. You just sort of... Oh, it's a toss-up between garlic is this something very cool about like when you... Just, in just the early game running when you get through it, spiders? Running straight through them. 
Um, or even in like the, the later parts. When there's that huge wave of bats that just dives yeah. at you and you've got the garlic and it just shreds yeah, them. Yeah, eat fucking shit. And you like get like three or four levels straight out of it. Um, I'm a big fan of lightning as well, especially if you get that, um, the thing that increases its area. The duplicator rink. Uh, well, that, that oh, plus that. the candelabra, I think it is. And it like gives it more of an area of effect. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Seth. Uh, it's a tough call for me. This run I'm doing at the moment, I've got the blood whip. Ooh, um, that leeches life of yeah. everything. Um, I've also got the Bible that just constantly runs ar- circles around you the entire time. Um, but also the axe and upgrading that to turn it into the scythes is really good as well. Oh, it's not up to that. I, haven't got I don't think yet. there's a single bad weapon in this game that I've used so far. That's true. No, there 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 aren't any. Um, I I really enjoy. It's a combination of. Uh, the Bracer, which took me a little bit to unlock, so I don't know if you guys have unlocked that one yet. Nah, I don't have it. Yeah, fair. Uh, and the Knife, which when combined basically forms a knife machine gun that, that just shoots shoots in front yeah. of you. Uh, Holy shit, that's fucking sick. I, the, the Knife Machine Gun is very it satisfying. Is. It, I'm not going to say it's the best, but it's very satisfying. <laughs> no, cool. Um, any any final things I, I don't really have much to talk about as I say I've, I've put so many hours into this already and I gave a lot of my thoughts last week but uh, any final things that you guys want to talk about with this uh, I'm really enjoying this game like I, I like with uh, uh, Loop Hero like I wouldn't recommend that unless you go like uh, roguelikes but I'd highly recommend this game this game sort of sits in the same sort of it's like Hades type of thing it's like you'll pick it up for like a run or two um, it's actually quite dangerous because I pick it up I oh, yeah, just pay like one or two runs, and before you know it, oh, fuck, I've done a couple. Um, especially depending on, like... I've, you, I've been sitting here for two and a half hours. Yeah, you've been fucking playing it. You should be listening. I thought your content wasn't very good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I, I highly recommend it. And it's very cheap as well. It it's is. on Game Pass. And the DLC is only, like, what, $1.50 or something? And, and it's only, like, like a 200-something like meg download, which in today's age is insane. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's surprising how little it is when... You look at the AAA games and they're all like 155 gigabytes because fuck you. Uh, yeah. To be fair, a lot of that is just on-disc DLC. Good old EA. <laughs> I hate that so fucking much. Um, but yeah, yeah like, let's, let's leave it there. Vampire Survivors, check it out. Be su- Definitely be check it out. Score out of 10. Vampire Survivors chat. Um, ooh. For the for the price, for the size, and for how easy it plays, easy nine out of ten, nine and a half out of ten for me. Yeah, yeah, nine out of ten for me as because well. Because the like thing it, is, right? I've I, I played it for twenty something hours. I paid five dollars for the game. The fact that I paid five dollars for the game, played it for twenty something hours that I've really enjoyed. That's a crazy high return for what I'd normally pay. For what I normally no, play. We, we yeah, no, we don't believe there is no. Uh, it's how much fun you had, not how much time you spend in it. Like you can spend like well, I'm playing Persona Three Portable at the moment. I'll probably spend ninety thousand in that. Like it's, it's about the fun you have along the way. It's, um, I, do, I do take your point. It is a lot of bang for your buck, but it is a very enjoyable game. Even it if is. it was like a, only a 10 hour, 20 hour long game. Fantastic game. Nine out of 10. Seth? Yeah, no, nine out of 10. Dopamine hits are really good. It's extremely cheap. So it's really easy to get into. Steven will tell you to get it on game pass, but even if you don't have game pass, it's like, it's five dollars. I think it's even literally less, cheaper. Like it's literally US. cheaper than Game Pass. It's 
Yeah, it's literally cheaper than Game Pass. I think it's free on mobile as well. I've heard that so actually. You, that, yeah. Is it really? Holy shit, that's that fucking mad. Like, yeah, I was just about to say this is there's like no excuse. Yeah. Uh, this yeah, this still sound like a it, would, it doesn't sound like it is a perfect mobile game. Like, um, and if it's free on mobile, I can pick it up. <laughs> and it does have, I'm, it, I'm gonna I'm it, gonna download. I'm gonna play it right now. <laughs> it does have a very uh, mobile game feel to it. Um, but maybe there's just like the upgrades. It sort of feels like it wouldn't. It, I wouldn't be surprised if there was like a gacha mechanic in it or like a you could pay money for it, but you can't. So you, you know what? Cool. In, in, in the, I mean, it just might be a combination of how simple it looks yeah, and that in, that menu for the level up selection. In, in the weirdest way, if, if this is what companies meant when they said we're making a mobile game, why aren't you guys invested in this? Uh, wow. Mm. I, I go to look. <laughs> I go to look up Vampire Survivors on Play Store and the Play Store's like, hey, how would you like to play Raid Shadow Legends? I wouldn't. Thanks for asking. Yeah, exactly. um, yeah, no, it's free. Downloading it at the moment. 100, 150 megs on mobile. Crazy. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, I, I think I think we're good to good to move move on. Cool. Not hearing any I complaints. I also think we're good to move on. So, Is it break time. Uh, negatory. Hey, this- what? I look at- yeah, Patrick has to tell us about the news first. Uh, well, I first. What? But first, we're going to have Seth go from fighting vampires to fighting streets in the sixth iteration of the game. Ah, uh, okay. Oh, right. Yeah, I, was, I, I, I had that on the docket. Yeah, same. Um, oh, shit. One second. No, I don't want to switch my audio device. Thank you, Audition. Wow. Um, no, uh, Street Fighter Six. So, like I said last week, the demo came out for that game. And I put a little bit of time into it. I played the adventure mode on the PlayStation 5 version. And I've just tested out local versus on um, the PC version just to see how well the game Holy runs. Holy shit, this game plays so well um, on mobile. <laughs> Good. We, we need, by the end of the Street Fighter section, we need the mobile game review for Vampire Survivors. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, the adventure mode is uh, actually kind of fun in um street fighter 6 you don't get a whole lot of time to mess around with it it's just like this one square block you get to run around in and just kind of fight whoever you run into um they level level cap you to level five but uh they give you the full suites of um character customization options for the deep like just the character creation part so you can go in make whatever you want make your freak make your self inserts whatever you feel like and it's a really (laughs) in-depth make your OC make your furry OC that's not what I said Um, that's not what I said at all Seth Seth stop (laughs) I'll I'll never stop I'll never stop stopping um uh yeah so it's it gives you a taste of what is in there the only downside is that it locks you to the modern controls for this first chapter so instead of having like the six button layouts that Street Fighter normally is, you have the four button layout, which is square is one attack, X is another attack. I actually don't know what circle does. I think that's supposed to be, I think it's square is light, X is medium and circle is heavy. And the triangle button is your special moves. And uh, yeah, it's, it just made running through those, uh, the, that chapter really easy for someone at my level. Um, the AI wasn't very smart. Uh, the toughest fight you can do is uh, you at level one versus a character at level nine. And I just aced that. So 
that yeah it it wasn't that big of a jump um but yeah uh just off this small demo the um adventure mode seems like it's going to be a lot of fun and uh, pro like really filling out what a fighting game should give a player for their um for their launch because fighting games for the last like 10 years has been really really um bare bones about what they release and i think it's only the neverrealm studios games that have really gave like a big meaty package so it's good to see you that street fighter is stepping up to walk that plate. around talking about big meaty packages on game stuff okay all right episode 69 we're back on Listen, I I need I need something to give me a big meaty package to make make up for the lack of my own. You definitely oh. do not. <laughs> um, and yeah, uh, outside of the adventure mode, you have just a local versus mode, which only gives you Ryu and Luke. Um, it's basically become a meme at this point that the level eight CPU in this uh in this demo is basically cheating and almost impossible to beat even for fgc experts filtered so skill issue etc etc literally that yeah um the ai is doing insane punish combos and being extremely optimal in how it plays to the point of is it feels like it's reading your inputs and punishing based on what you do doing the most optimal thing to go against you um yeah, really, really tough to beat. The best I've done is beaten the level six CPU. Uh, level seven, I get, I get close, but it still wins out the match. And level eight, I stand no chance. Um, but yeah, oh, weird, weird issue with the demo though. Um, the story mode caps the fights at thirty frames per second unless you change that in the game's main main menu. And if you try to back out from the world tour to go and change that. You have to restart the whole thing over again. It saves your character creation process, so you can just jump back in really easily. But the whole running around the town, fighting, leveling up, you've got to restart that sequence all over again, which is a really weird oversight to do. Yeah. I, hmm. I don't know how I feel about that. Seems bad. Yeah. It's, it seems weird that they'd, put, they'd default to the option that's the worst way to play the game as well. You want fighting games you want to play at 60 FPS. So going to the one that's like, here's our pretty graphics that aren't all that great and locks the game at 30 frames per second. That's, that's really weird to do. Hmm. Are you enjoying it um, Oh yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, the PS5 version has a low input latency mode that will let the game run at 120 frames per second, but it introduces a shit ton of screen tearing. Um, the PC version, you can just set the cap to 120, turn on VSync, and it's no problem on that uh, on that platform. Um, so yeah, I don't think the low input latency mode will be used on um, tournaments because of that screen tearing. But it's interesting that they've put that in, and I hope that they, in time for launch, they do fix it so that all of that V-Sync uh, issue is sorted out. You going professional? Um, for a million dollars, sure. Oh, gotta start somewhere. Yeah, got it. Got it. That chance at a million dollars. I gotta. I gotta hit that grind. 
And yeah, but- we wish you all the best, uh, specifically when we get to share in that prize money. Oh no, fuck you guys. I'm leaving once I get that prize money. Well, Do we, we at least get a customary pair of Ford truck nuts each? I, I will be getting my own fast traveling lounge. That fast builders uh, lounge. You know, we, we can build something for you. I'll get you to build it for no, me. <laughs> I I don't know. I feel like Steve wins out in that, actually. I always you, win. You pay him You pay him to build you a shitty lounge. No, no, I'll just buy the parts and then he's got to build it for it's me. It's not shitty at all. The fuck I you, don't pay him. What the fuck are you talking about? shitty at all. Female quality. Swedish company's going to buy I, me out. Soon, I, 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 would, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't trust the craftsman on that. Yeah. Always up for Smoko, really. <laughs> when is Smoko? Surely it's soon. Uh, it is anyway, actually. There we um, go. Shockingly, shocking now even because uh, with that, uh, any final thoughts from you, Seth? No, uh, Street Fighter Six is going to be pretty fun. Um, I don't know if I'm going to get it at launch, but it should be like within the month of the game coming out. I feel, and then yeah, when when I get around to getting that and playing through it, I'll let everyone know how the world tour mode actually goes. Um, so Steve, uh, Patrick, how is that mobile vampire survivors? Oh, I died. <laughs> I haven't been playing it. Oh. I've actually had too much respect for you fellas. I'd rather like pay attention to you. <laughs> I can multitask. Yeah. yeah. Wow, this good. guy. Yeah. Um, no, the, 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 honestly, one of the most underrated parts of it, it plays in portrait mode. I don't know why. It's just nice that it plays in portrait oh, mode. Oh yeah, I remember seeing that uh, in the trailer. Cringe. Cringe, even. Okay, well. Um, speaking of cringe, thanks for talking about Street Fighter VI, Seth. <laughs> uh, no, You're we, welcome. We, we, finish, we finish around the lounge for this week. Uh, thank you to you both, as always. It means we get to move on to part two for this week, which is, of course, the news. And starting off, uh, we have word that Olin Rogers finally got the green light on finishing off Final Space. Uh, this is something that I'm blindsiding the other two with because I care about this way more than they do. But boy, how do you? Am yeah, I never excited? Heard of this. Uh, so Final Space, an animated series available on Netflix. Uh, the first season, I'm pretty sure, was Netflix. Maybe not original. I don't know. I've been able to watch it all on Netflix, but I don't know if that's the case everywhere because I don't think it's an original series. Anyway, it's an animated series. Um, very, very good animated series, um, particularly season one. Uh, season two fell off a little bit because of probably just because of how good season one was. And then season three really picked up again. Problem was ended on a cliffhanger and then boom, uh, Olin Rogers drops a video that says, hey, so Final Space survived two company mergers, uh, which is why they were able to get seasons two and three out. But the latest merger killed it. The, the, I think it's with Warner Brothers now? Uh, after the merger, I don't remember who it was with before, but Warner Brothers bought them out and basically said, you know what? No, we know it's a cliffhanger and we know that there's a very dedicated fan base out there watching it. But just like what Netflix is doing with all of the shows that get any amount of good, uh, good rating and publicity, kill it after season one. Uh, keep him in, keep him keen, as they say. Yeah, Warner Brothers seems yeah, to love to do, do that. Uh, and so they gave they gave Olin a take it or leave it deal. So he he's he's like the basically the the one man band behind it, behind the scenes for it. And so he's been trying like crazy for a year plus, eighteen months, maybe even two years, I, a long time, a very long time, maybe even longer than that actually, trying to get the last couple seasons made because he got to the cliffhanger on season three, 
and then said, I have two more seasons in mind to, to wrap the whole story up. Uh, Warner Brothers was like, fuck you. We don't want you to make us money for some reason. Um, and so he's been trying for ages to get it to, to put a deal through. And then Warner Brothers came to him uh, recently and they were like, OK, you can make a graphic novel, but you're not allowed to sell it online. And all these other weird stipulations. Sorry, you're allowed to sell it online, but it can't be on Amazon or any other digital marketplace. And it can't be a digital only version. It has to be a, a physical version. It's such a weird fucking set of rules. God, I hate Warner Brothers. Um, anyway, and so Olin was like, you know what? Bet. And so, um, and so he put out a video talking about how happy he was that he was able to do this and that he, because he's self-publishing this thing, um, uh, can only do 10,000 orders. Uh, I saw the video two days after he uploaded it and uh, I ordered it and my order was in the 11,000s, that thousands. So either I've just donated a bunch of money to Olin's project or I get my own um, signed, or at least that's what he promised for the, the copies ordered. I don't know if that's also for the first 10,000 or not. Um, copy of the final, probably final two seasons of Final Space and a Graphic Novel. And boy, am I excited. Um, you can go to finalspaceends.com if you are as excited as I am for this. You can order it. Um, it's, it's a little, it's a little expenny, I think. I, I don't typically buy graphic novels. I don't really know what the going price is, but a little expenny uh, for, for what I figured it would be. But he, um, he, he tried to price it fairly for the amount of work that it would take to, to completely wrap up the final space, uh, final space story, and it would be bigger than most graphic novels. So um, fair enough. I'm, I'm very happy with it, and it should arrive if everything goes well, at the end of next year, just in time for me birthday. But yeah, just wanted to drop that in there. Go to finalspace.com if you are as interested as me in that. Um, next up, hinted at this before, but Argentina uh, <laughs> deciding, uh, you know what? Uh, Bowser isn't the only person that should be enslaved to Nintendo for the rest of his life. Uh, the, the, the people behind the TV channel, uh, I don't remember which one, uh, does, does it say? Uh, Gen TV. Gen TV, uh, also going straight to anime jail by airing the entirety of the Super Mario Bros. movie. And you're probably thinking, but Patrick, that just came out. Uh, it's only available at the movies. You're right. Yeah, how fucking rogue is that? Holy yeah, shit. They, they got a clean copy of that movie. As, uh, as, so as, as Anon, as Anon on uh, Facebook do. put it, uh, looks like Argentina is about to become the next Japanese colony. And uh, I don't think they're that wrong, actually. Yeah. The way so, I'm seeing it is that Argentina wants to get in on giving 25% of their income for the rest of their <laughs> life to Nintendo. Because the thing is too, right? The thing yeah. is, um, it's not just about people going and being able to watch it. It's about everyone with a DVR now having a pristine, high quality rip of the Super Mario Bros. movie while it's still in cinemas. And you know what the best part is? There's and, no one- And I'm not advocating it, <laughs> but, but it is available well, online. I mean, Seth, Seth, yeah, if, I, if it was, if it was you, you'd emulate the fucking film. I don't know how, but you'd do it, all right? <laughs> what were you going to say, Steve? <laughs> I'd emulate yeah. a DVR. <laughs> That'd show Nintendo. Yeah, I, I, I'm, look, I'm looking at Pirate at the moment, and there are- a, Whole smorgasbord bunch of rips. You hear him, Nintendo? Um, He's on Pirate Bay. Get him. Get him. <laughs> That's him, officer. Uh, I, I'm only going to so where not to go. We'll get um, to that. Yeah, I, I think it's funny. I think the fact that apparently no one in any of the broadcasting structure of Gen TV at Argentina went, hey, maybe we didn't stream a new release movie, one of the highest grossing of like. Certainly the highest grossing animated film of all time, but one of the highest grossing in general for a box office day weekend, at least since COVID, if not the past 
10, 20 plus years. Uh, the fact that none of them went, wouldn't this give us an extraordinary amount of legal trouble? Should we not do this? Is very funny to me. There's, there were a lot of red flags, but luckily for the Gen TV runners, red is their fla- favorite color. <laughs> that just means it goes faster, right? <laughs> yeah, that's how, that's how it works for me, isn't it? All those wars in their back are just speed Good holes. orc approach. Um, yeah, I don't think there's too much more to add to that. Good luck. Uh, Argentina, it was a... You know, you know how they say, don't cry for me, Argentina? It, it was a it pleasure was- knowing you as a country. Um, good, good, luck, good luck fitting the shackles ar- around the... The, I don't even know the geography of Argentina. Figure it out. Picture Argentina, the country, in shackles. That's what Nintendo will do. They'll find a way, trust me. My, my uncle works in Nintendo. He said they were going to do it. Just guillotine it out of the South America. <laughs> <laughs> they, they copy-paste, but instead of copy, they cut, and then they don't paste. <laughs> Gone. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, that was Thank a good you. one. That was clever. Um, speaking of, of cutting, um, actually, I don't know if that one holds up as well. Uh. Did you want to retake? No, 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 no we'll leave no. it in. They, Mulligan. The, <laughs> Mulligan. The people need to know that even I have faults every now and then. Um, faults f- oh, faults sure on do. no scale as uh, no scale near Wizards of the Coast who take another fucking massive L with deciding to send uh, <laughs> like I I don't even, I'm trying to think of like a funny meme way to, to say this. I can't even think of like a funny meme way. They literally sent thugs to go reclaim Magic the Gathering cards. Who the fuck did they think they had to take what? Magic the Gathering cards back from? Have you seen the average Magic the Gathering player? Well, no, have you actually like it? So it this is weird because from my understanding, um, he bought the, he, like, well, he pre-ordered yep. the cards. Yep. He got the cards. And he's like, oh, sick. Like, uh-huh. I got these early. And then before Thugs. you know it, they're kicking the, L- yeah, literally kicking the door. And they're like, hey, to hey those, those things you legally bought and it's out. It, that thing you legally bought, uh, turns out we fucked up. Uh, so yep. now we're raiding your place. Uh-huh. Wish your shit. It, it's not um, just any thugs. It's the Pinkerton agency. That I don't know who those people are. They're, they're one of the most notorious union busting thugs in American history. They, oh, they, they were basically guys a union, eh? They they were basically police before police were a thing in America. Hey, they, so their gonna, roots uh, go deep. Yeah, um, it does seem so. Reading the comments of this Kotaku article because I'm not reading, uh, I, I'm not reading this article and having my own opinion because I don't have opinions. <laughs> I'd rather just get angry at social media. <laughs> um, we can't forget that Wizards of the Coast is. Um, Wizards of the Coast is owned by Hasbro, and this is a very Hasbro thing to do. Um, well, I know, I feel like this is a Wizards of the Coast thing yeah, to do. Hold on. They're, is... they're very notorious for this exactly shit. Exactly, Wizards they of the Coast. They got Yu-Gi-Oh thing. to change it. They got Yu-Gi-Oh to change magic cards to spell cards because they're like, no, having magic spell cards is infringing on our right as Magic the Gathering. Look, you want to be real honest, Seth? Like, I literally thought magic cards in Yu-Gi-Oh! were, like, Magic the Gathering cards. I do not you know You are the problem. That was, they should have done that. Yeah, like, they... It, what? <laughs> I, it sort of makes sense. I'm a six-year-old kid. I can barely read. I think, um, I think what really set it off was one of the sets in Yu-Gi-Oh! being called Magic Ruler. And so yeah, they, they, they legally yeah. had to change them to spell cards and call it Spell Ruler. I played my spell card. No, the, that's the, the cool thing. Magic card. I remember having a... I, I, I could just, okay, this is a story with Steven time at the moment. 
I remember um, yeah. having a Fine. misprint of a, a spell card called Burning Lands. Um, and this was back when they were called uh, magic cards. And like on the card, it said magic per card, like a magic with a P on the end. And I always thought it was like mega rare. Um, I don't know where that card is. Hopefully you're doing okay, Burning Lands. Hopefully you're doing okay. I got a shit ton of really bad knockoff Yu-Gi-Oh cards in my draw. Parkley Markets? Yeah, Parkley Markets. Base. There we go. <laughs> wow. Well, all, all, all of the vendors with Yu-Gi-Oh cards in tins. Yeah, so good. This is fake. This is fake. This is fake. Don't care. Don't care. Don't care. I, this yeah. is how yeah, I play right. Yu-Gi-Oh. Uh, right. Yeah. No, I don't. Oh, I thought Seth was uh, going to go. Um, maybe he's having some audio issues. Probably. Um, no, I, maybe- I, I literally finished my sentence and that was it. Oh, okay. Cool. Um, <laughs> I, well, let's, let's just have, let's go back to five seconds. It's not awkward silence. No, I just. I can make it longer if you want. All right. H- hear me out. Hear me out. You, you're, you're, hours, you're, you're Wizards of the Coast. You realize that you've. Oh God, what am I doing? <laughs> okay. After the existential crisis. You realize there's another one that's about to hit you because y- you've you've just realized that um, someone is, is opening up uh, uh, a forbidden pack of, of new Magic the Gathering cards uh, for their YouTube channel. It's a pack from the future. Yep. Yeah, yeah, cool. All right. So we're all on the same page. Um, do you a uh, ring them or or email them in in some digital communication and say, "Hey, we fucked up. Let, let's talk about this." Uh, B, go to go to his house in person and be like, "Hey, we fucked up. Let's talk about this." Or C, send thugs for less from Ratchet and Clank too. Um, Man servant, kill him, <laughs> kill him, <laughs> um, kill you him now. Like, like when you really think about it, this guy got let off easy because if this was a Nintendo and he did that, he'd literally be going to jail for the rest of his life. Like. We always like, oh yeah, Nintendo. Uh, they're pretty harsh, I, but they're I, I like cannot believe that after Gen TV streamed the entirety of the Super Mario Bros. movie, they streamed this guy's YouTube video. <laughs> <laughs> Just add. No, look out behind you. There's a red dot on your head. No. Add, add the whole thing to to all of Argentina. Um, yeah, I, I don't have any more to say about this. I, I think Wizards of the Coast are a bunch of, honestly, from all the press that they're getting, bunch of shitheads. I'm guessing there's some great people to work there. I'm sure not all of them are shitheads, but. Boy, boy, is it looking so, like a barrel of bad apples at the moment. So I just, I just want to quickly go over what happened to the poor guy. So the Pinkertons come. So they rolled up. His wife they killed his dog in front of him. <laughs> his wife starts crying. It's the first thing in the morning. And yeah, because the Pinkertons basically show up and go, hey, so we need you. Wizard of the Coast sent us. So we need you to return these cards. <laughs> could you, um, could you imagine? Wait, wait, sorry, I'll, I'll let you finish in a sec, Seth, but just, just imagine that they get the wrong house and a bunch of thugs show up. You have no idea who they are and they say, the Wizards of the Coast sent us. <laughs> actually, I have absolutely no idea what Magic the Gathering is. No, no, like all Wizards of the Coast, it actually sounds like a cult. <laughs> yeah. You're like, who the fuck are you? <laughs> Sir, I've never played a magic in my life. Oh, God. Anyway, sorry, Seth, continue. Yeah, no. So the Pinkertons told them to call up Wizards of the Coast, and the people at Wizards of the Coast were actually pretty nice and cordial, and they're like, because look, we they want to figure out where to this house. <laughs> they're, they're like, hey, we want to figure out where the hole in this happened, and we'll apologize. We, uh, we'll, we'll compensate you for the products. 
blah, blah, blah. Apparently, though, the Pinkertons were trying to get the county sheriff involved and uh, tried to uh, try to find him $200,000 and a decade of jail no, time. No, no, that, that's what they were threatening him with. <laughs> they were like, hey, if you don't do this, then then this will happen to yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, that, that's, that, that's, why I was, that's why I said I said they threatened him yeah. with that. They, they weren't just like, hey, give us your Magic the Gathering cards and $200,000. <laughs> and, and and spend a decade in jail. They they show up just they, for they, getting they the like, just for getting the things you paid for early. Jesus Christ! <laughs> it's someone else's fault. And you're like, nope, decade in I jail. Love, I love that. All of I love that Steve is weaponizing the the specific case as to why you should never pre-order games. <laughs> Look, I'm not going to say it. I'm just you saying just don't if pick he had it up early, if he had waited. Four years, gotten it for 75% off. He wouldn't have no problem. Then, I'm just then, saying. Then he'd still- Steven, Steven, there, I'm sorry to open. tell you this, but the magic cards do not go 70% off. They go uh, like 700% increase. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the pay- Yeah? Well, then maybe he should have waited well, honestly, then. He wouldn't honestly, have gone to jail if he waited. $200,000, cheap. Cheap by comparison. <laughs> What's that Black Lotus card work? Like quadrillion dollars? <laughs> oh, man, I'm telling you. Us fellas that wait five years. I don't know what the moral of the story is. Just I, I don't, don't buy magic gathering cards, I guess. Don't, um, don't be a wizard on the coast. It's a, it's a bad time. Ne- never again. Don't be a coast on the wizard. Don't be a coast with that guy's wife. Am I right, fellas? No, never. A 9.5 uh, uh, mint uh, Black Lotus card currently on eBay is listed for $999,999.99. How many bids? Um, <laughs> One. <laughs> No bids and no best offers. There you go, then. It's, it'll stay there for a while. That's someone taking the piss. The best okay. I can do is five. <laughs> Handful of smarties in a Game Boy Color. Final offer. Now, let us see this article that says what it actually sold for. Sells for $540,000. Jesus. Yeah, that's understandable. That, and that's a grade 10. Could you imagine if, if Logan Paul was into Magic the Gathering instead of Pokemon cards? Yeesh. That one million actually, price point would actually be reasonable then. That, that's the concern. Well, speaking of uh, cards that are going uh, very expensive, there is um, there's a Yu-Gi-Oh card that's currently up for sale. I'm not sure if it's actually sold, but it's like literally it's a, a kid was like- Is it uh, Manny the Bug? No, you, oh you, yeah, you, I know you, which one you're talking about. The one is yeah, you got, you're gonna you're gonna be such a fucker if you're interrupting me, Pat. So this kid was dying, and <laughs> oh, they got uh, the Make a Wish Foundation. Yeah, this kid got the Make a Wish Foundation to make a card, um, and the card looks like I actually uh, got Yuya Takahashi to draw the card as well. The card yeah, like it's, oh my god, yeah, like it's it's and they've it's only printed one. Um, it's like Tyler the Great Warrior or something. Like it's it's. And because there's only one in existence. Yeah, and the art is basically uh, his him as Trunks from Dragon Ball as a oh, Trunks, card. Yeah, not Gogeta, yeah. Yeah, it's and it's like a pretty decent card as well, well probably when it was released in two thousand five. Um but it's like currently up for sale and I'm not sure how much if it actually sold, but last time I saw it was hundred and eighty thousand, I think. Um Yeah, so he he lived by the yeah. way. Tyler lived. He's held onto that card this entire time, and he's like, "Yeah, so I have a lot of great memories with this card, but I feel like it's time to part ways with it because other, I like other things are demanding for funds. Yeah, yeah, because, because he yeah, needs he to buy this, fresh this, vegetables. He he needs to pay off a loan to Wizards of the Coast. 
<laughs> I love how he's I, recently got done by yeah, Nintendo. Yeah, I, I love I love how he sells the card and still pays twenty thousand dollars in order to keep the new Magic the Gathering box. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, it, it just thought, thought I'd bring that up while we're talking about expensive cards. Yeah, fair um, enough. Uh, anyway, next up on the list, we have uh, As- As- Asura, As- Asura, As- Asura. I don't know. This is a Seth story. I'm just going to zone out for a bit. <laughs> you know what? You're right. I'm zoning out too. Let's where's Vampire Survivors. Seth, you, you, you read this. <laughs> okay, so a new 3D arcade game called Asura the Striker got announced for PC. Coming out to 2023, and it's got a lot of vibes of um, Space Harrier, an old uh, Sega arcade game where it's basically like a front-on shooter where you've got a whole screen space to move around on. You'll run on the ground. You'll sometimes the ground will appear in the air. It's just a really fun uh, shoot 'em up game, mm-hmm. and I don't think another game like this has been attempted outside of uh, um. Little little uh, cameos in games like Bayonetta, so it's really interesting to see a game come out in this style, like in this decade. And I'll 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 be keeping an eye on it. I think it looks interesting. Hmm. Patrick, uh, this is where you're meant to do a segue. Ah, uh, sorry, I fell asleep, <laughs> and I'm now I'm now Patrick. I... Um. <laughs> do you know what now, Patrick? Take it away. It was so bad, but I now I now I'm now obliged to see where it goes. No, no. Okay, uh, I'm done. Well, next next. <laughs> You're up, done being Patrick. Next ne- next up, we we have word that uh, when you're trying to find something to watch when you fall asleep at night, uh, people will be reading Reddit stories. Not only was Subway Surfers playing in the background, but a new game called uh, Bright Tracer coming soon. You know, I literally just put this in the docker because I saw this trailer and I was like, this looks a lot like that running mini game from Saints Row 4. I think it'd be really funny to just talk about this for a little bit. <laughs> haven't played Saints Row 4. True. All, all, I, all I see when I... So, uh, there's a trailer for it. This is Jetpack Joyride. This is Temple Run. Yes. Yeah, Saints Row 4 didn't invent this. It's Temple, Temple Run. Run is, a, is a good call, actually. I was thinking Subway Surface as well. Something where you as a 24M talking to your 20 to 22F girlfriend about some <laughs> issue or whatever the fuck the usual Reddit story is. AITA. <laughs> yeah. Me, 25M, and my girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, that's 26 that, That's the one. That's the one. Um, yeah, no, I, I watched the trailer for this. So me it, and my girlfriend like to get a little freaky in the bedroom and I, I dipped my penis in peanut butter. <laughs> I put it back in the kitchen with my name labeled on it, but my roommate still ate from it and... <laughs> Me and my girlfriend looked shocked and told him about it. Now, apparently, I'm the asshole, and it's split 50-50 down the middle of the apartment of whether I'm the asshole or not. This is oddly specific, yeah, Seth. I don't. I, I don't it, think... it is one of those am I the asshole stories that have stuck with me the longest. <laughs> this yeah. isn't something that, that Seth just thought about off the cuff, is it? <laughs> yeah, that's a bit... Uh... Too close to home. Penis watch that trailer story. I um, remember no, Penis Butter. <laughs> Shout out to the penis. I just watched episode. that trailer. That um, this is like futuristic temple run. Like it's, I yeah, it is, and and it, yeah. it's yeah. also um, it gives me vibes of Thumper and vibes of um, uh, Thumper, the rabbit from Bambi. No, not not that. The the rhythm uh, streak game. Uh, actually, tap tap. 
Definitely not that. No, I, th- I think Thumper, Thumper <laughs> had more going for it. I don't know. I just, I, I can't see what this game does differently to a bunch of games similar to it that makes me want to play this. That sounds bad. But yeah, like, no, I just- definitely. Like, it's very straightforward. It, it seems like it's going to be more about trying to be fast-paced and reactionary. But I have some Sonic <laughs> games for that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I was, I was gonna say we we are giving this, this time is, this game is, like probably ten more minutes than what we should be. Like, it's, yeah, yeah, agreed. This is this is yeah. a lower grade in Sonic Forces. Well, next up, uh, I don't have a good segue out of that. <laughs> um, Speaking of uh, the fantasy of having a good Sonic game, well, we had that this year. Yeah, this year was it? Was it this year, Big Fella? Yeah, it was even on April Fools, which made it really weird. Ah, oh, sorry, I was thinking about uh, Sonic Frontiers. Um, okay, I fucked it. Go, go to commercial, Pat. Go to commercial. Well, just like the the murder. Let's all of- go to the lobby. <laughs> <laughs> Let's all go to the lobby. I hate both of you so much. <laughs> Let's all go to the lobby. Speaking of to get the, some tasty snacks, the, the murder of Stephen. Um, uh, Grand Blue. Fantasy versus Rising beta. T- you know what? I'm floundering here. Seth, this is another one for you. Yeah, so Side Games just announced that Grand Blue Fantasy versus Rising, so PS4 and PS5 online beta, is getting delayed. It, uh, it was co- going to be coming out in May. That's, that's a whole month after Street Fighter VI, and they still got scared by Street Fighter VI's release date and decided to push it back because uh, it says here that the reason that they're actually delaying it is because internally there's a lot of issues with the online play that they need to sort out. So Let they just... me guess. Live service. No, no. It's a battle pass. Yeah, I can't yeah, think of what is. a fighting... I, don't, I, don't, I just can't think of what a fighting game would need to make it better. Um, it's however they've implemented yeah. the rollback netcode because this is... Well, what's that? Hang on, can you explain rollback? I've never heard of that before. Yes, yeah, so rollback so netcode is... I'm joking, please don't bring it up. I'm joking. As soon as I said it, I'm like, no, nah, he's going to take the bait. I'm begging you, Seth. Don't. I was going to give the abridged version just to indulge your bait. Um, but yeah, uh, it's because Grand Blue Fantasy versus uh, the first one, it was a delay-based game. This is basically retrofitting an old game to have rollback into it. So oh, now it's a delay cringe game. Basically. Um, because how, however they've implemented it, it's uh, been causing issues for them. So even outside of wanting to do a beta test, they want to make sure that internally it's running well before they let people try it out and have a, be able to tell them, hey, this is what's, going, uh, what's good and bad about the netcode. So yeah, they just need to sort that out and they don't have a estimated time for when this beta is going to end up running. Kind okay. of unfortunate, but you know, delay it and make it good and then let us indulge. Um, yeah, cool. Uh, speaking of uh, indulge, uh, Capcom confirming that a uh, all uh, no, they just future future Capcom games will have clear support. Excellent move, good plan. In- incredible news. Uh, Monster Hunter can only benefit from this. Not not can just it? Monster Hunter, fucking all Capcom games. I oh, know, but Monster, Monster Hunter is the main one we're going to be talking about and thinking of. That's true. That's true. What are you going to say, Steve? Um, I don't thanks, know. Thanks, Steve. But yeah, yeah. They're, they're, already, yeah. they're already on track for this because Exoprimal, Exoprimal. and yeah. Street Fighter Six are cross-play. And we didn't talk about that game, but holy shit, now that is a weird video game. That uh, is what a do you video mean? game Every and time, a half. 
every time there's news, we talk about it for at least 10 minutes. Yeah. What did we say about it last week, big fella? There was no news. Ah. Every time there's news about it, you just got to be a bit more specific. It's, it's a, from what I played of the beta, it's a decent game. It needs to offer a lot more than what was in that beta. And from the <laughs> Boy, sounds of it- I have a live service model for you. <laughs> it, from the sounds of it, there's a lot that they um, have in store for the launch of the game. Um, and yeah, let at, cook. at the moment, I'm not sure if the price is going to be worth it for how much I'll play it and if anyone I know is going to be getting it. It's, it's a weird mix of, I really like this, but not having other people to play with won't justify the price for me. It does seem like it's like one of, yeah, one of those only multiplayer games. Um, I, yeah, well, I was in the beta. I played like, what, two weeks? Oh, sorry, not two, like two games. And I'm like, huh, this is really it, eh? Yeah, I played um, like eight games, I think. And it took for the fifth one before it changed map on me. So at the very beginning, I thought it was just one map and one objective. That was being played. Yeah, Actually, I probably okay. did more than eight. I probably did around like 10 or so. But yeah, yeah. interesting beta. Hmm. But yeah, uh, cool. um, they're, they're already working on implementing this, these in games. So just having confirmation is going to be coming in future games is really nice. Yeah, uh, especially with what we're all hoping for, some sort of sequel to Monster Hunter World being announced at some point, and that having crossplay means that I can get that on PS5 guilt-free and still play with um, everyone on PC, because my PC probably will not handle it. Pew! The sound of your PC. That, that is the sound of my PC. Uh, anyway, next up on the list, we have uh, Square Enix, in typical Square Enix what-are-you-doing fashion. Uh, re- uh, releasing, or oh, sorry, announcing uh, Scribblenauts for PC. You know you're right, and I hate you for it. <laughs> All right, let him yeah, go. What do you mean by thought, that? Thought you meant like that. What? Hang on, what? What part of that's confusing to you? It's not. Um, it's not on the docket. Ex- explain your thinking. Whoa! Hang on. I, whoa! Hang whoa! On. Late breaking news. They're making an Inspector Gadget game. Holy what, shit! What? Oh my god, he's going off script. I am going off script. Uh, Mad time party wow. announced for PS5, go, PS4, go, Gadget, Switch, and shut PC. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> go, go, Gadget. We've got a game. Go, go, Gadget. Put a slur on the internet. We're gaming now. Um, <laughs> holy shit. Oh, no. It does not look like a good game. Discover 16 entertaining minigames. <laughs> oh, 16. no. Guys, we're getting the return of the PS2 and Wii era of bad, for, uh, bad cash-in games. What do you mean? It's Balance Wonderworld coming back for round two. Man. I'm telling you, fellas. No, this will probably end mind. up being better than Balance Wonderworld. You know what? That's a future stream, maybe. Balance Wonderworld versus Inspector Gadget Mad Time Party. <laughs> Can't wait to pick this up um, for like 80% off three days after it gets released. Anyway, um, so, so Screenix announced uh, Screenix AI Tech Preview, the Por- Portopia Serial Murder Case. Uh, which is a release of the 1983 game, uh, the Portopia Serial Murder Case uh, from Dragon Quest. Uh, sorry, from the creator of Dragon Quest, uh, Yuji Horii. Um, but, I mean, there's been talk about using natural language processing in games to give people more choice, but it, it really, from what I'm seeing of this, just looks like scribble notes with extra steps. 
Yeah, so this is like this is based on those text-based adventure games where you'd you'd type in what you wanted to do, like it gives you a prompt and you type it in what your response is, and then it'll either continue Gun. on. Gun. <laughs> Gun. <laughs> yeah. It'll either continue on or it'll bounce back. We do not understand that. Please try again. Gun. Ring. Ring. Yeah, yeah. Ring Wizards of the Coast. Uh, I wish you didn't say that. <laughs> watch, watch the Super Mario Bros. movie on Gen TV. <laughs> but yeah, I think there's an interesting conversation about using, like, natural log- uh, language processing to enhance these type of games. I don't know mm. if I'm the person that's smart enough to have that conversation, honestly. So um, I am. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Okay, go ahead, go. Stephen. I'm all ears. Uh, Hold on. Well, Let him cook. Uh, well, no, we're, we're we're at a point where like, because Scribblenauts and I didn't play Scribblenauts. So I just saw a couple of commercials and made a bunch of assumptions. So that had a lot of stuff uh, on the back end. Like they coded in a bunch of like not a bunch like thousands of different words. And so if you typed in that word, the thing would appear. But if you can mm-hmm. skip out that stuff on the back end, if the AI itself can figure out what you mean, it can create essentially anything. So a story like this, um, it's very interesting. It's not the same premise, I'll give it that. This is more of a VN adventure type game, uh, point and click where, uh, should be no surprise, I believe these games uh, are 10 years too late this but then at the same time, maybe this is a new resurgence of adventure games. Maybe the adventure games get a lot better with AI because there's no, or oh, I have an idea. I just don't have to fucking click the right thing. It's like I type in um, like a question and it gives me an answer type of thing. I, I think we're, we're almost there um, with, the, the, with, there was a, with putting so, AI and adventure games together. And this might be a good first step. Um, I reckon it's going to be fucking right. dog shit when it comes out. But we yeah, are, that's we are, the thing. Yeah, we're very. It's someone has to do something like this. Um, of course, it was Square Enix because they don't believe in releasing good video games. Um, <laughs> but Square Enix must do something like this so that Microsoft buys them out in three years' time and it does it better on Game Pass. That's 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 my two cents. That Microsoft will be the ones to buy them out and not Sony. Yeah, it's only like if they didn't buy them ten years ago, they're not buying them now. Sony has a lot of stocks in Square Enix, actually. Yeah. No one knows why. Those those exclusives. When are we getting the Final Fantasy VII remakes or Final Fantasy XIV on Xbox? Never. Cope. Go go directly to jail. Do not not pass go. Do not collect $100. Well, but Wizards of the Coast, send me $100. Should I collect that? No, you've got to send them (laughs) $200,000. I don't think you understand how a cult works, Steve. I don't think you understand about pre-ordering, Pat. So I pre-order, <laughs> a, I pre-order something, it comes early, and then I go to jail for it. Because they yeah, made a the, mistake. To, to, to finish up on, on, on this, the, the tech could be interesting. Uh, the, there's a whole bunch of... The, basically, there's a whole bunch of ifs around this. Um, yes. There have also been proof of concepts put out in small pieces over the last five to ten years. So, yeah, I I agree. I don't think this is the game that will fully embrace the tech, but it probably is an important step on that journey. 
And the question is whether it shows enough promise for other people to invest because uh, I don't I don't know about you fellas, but uh, jumping on the whole AI bandwagon, uh, real similar to Facebook looking at the world and going, you know what the world needs? The metaverse. Yeah. So we'll, yeah. we'll see. Look, as someone that has no skills but a bunch of ideas. Um, You'll like this next article. Yeah, I know. Well, that's why I'm bringing it up. Um, but it, it will be very interesting to see how this kind of stuff develops. Like we are in a very awkward place with AI that it can be do very dark things like all those deep fakes porn going around. Or it can be doing uh, the world of service. Steve, it's a Squeenix game. Give yourself no, some I'm talking credit. about AI generally. Like AI generally. Um, and putting Did AI. You go to Scribblenauts. What do you want to do? Generate deep fake porn of my ex. Of that guy's wife. Um, no, oh, but, but we I'm just, I mean, we're in that early stage of AI where it's both the worst things in the world and the best things in the world with like presidents playing video games. And, like, <laughs> it's and so that, good. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, but imagine like what we can do in the video game space. Like it's a... It, it opens actually a door. have presidents playing video games. Yeah, like... <laughs> yeah, like but, it just uh, opens a door to adventure games coming back into the thing. And I know like I hate point and click games. I've said it before, I'll say it again. Point and click games do not need to exist if we have a text box and there's an AI figuring out what I want to do. Um, and I'm very excited about this kind of stuff. When I first saw this, the Square Enix, uh, they call it a tech preview. I was very excited. Um, but realistically, we are a long way ago. A, a long way to go. Sorry. Yeah, it's... Mm. I'm basically on the fence of... Um, so, yeah, what Stephen said of there's good and bad sides to AI. And when it comes to game development and... Net, a media it's like yeah ai being used to like generate arts and other assets and people trying to push for them to kind of take the role of what creative people would do is kind of kind of a rough rough road to go down and i don't want ai to go down that road but going down this side where it's like yeah no let the ai like interact with a person in an adventure game sort of setting and they there's like a set of parameters someone set up and it's just makes it more um the ai is just used to enhance and make the game more engaging for the end user that seems like okay. a interesting road to go down and try and test out i i want to devil's advocate that real quick i don't think there's a difference there yeah. i think ai i think ai being trained on creative outputs like music creation image generation uh like the sort of the 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 traditional artist is the same as what you're describing with AI uh, giving players more choices because instead of replacing the artist, you're replacing the game designers and engineers that would put those choices in anyway. I think Where's it's the more, difference? the way that they phrased it for this is more like trying to use a language AI to ease the user. Like, so we, we were joking about the gun thing before, but it's basically just trying to remove gun. yeah trying to remove it so <laughs> if you say gun the game will pick up oh you want to do something with the gun instead of like having to do the actual command of pick up gun or shoot the gun or whatever you just it, it, it kind of like eases that in so that you, someone on the back end doesn't have to do every single type of command prompt the ai can just kind of pick up a keyword and help go to where the designer had pointed that direction sort of thing. So you'd still have the person in the back end designing everything. It's just 
using a, it's allowing um the end user like more freedom in how they want to describe the situation rather than having to be very strict about the um the input they're putting in yeah i mean i i'm I'm not necessarily saying that I believe they're the same, but i'm I'm still not entirely hearing a difference in terms of why in in this version an AI helping a backend game designer put a bunch of extra prompts in and an AI helping an environmental artist create environmental art for the game. Uh, it still it still seems like you're for AI assisted uh, development, but just in some areas, but not others. But I'm not saying I agree with that take. It's just interesting because it yeah. seems it seems like there's not a huge distinction to it, me. There, there is a distinction, and it's probably like again a big conversation we'd need to get into. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely, and and we we are not going to get into that now. But yeah, and and this sort of speaks to to the next um uh, article anyway of um Shuhei 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 Shu Shuhei. I've only Boom. seen it written. Um, Yoshida um coming out talking about how. AI can help game development, but it's it's based on the creator. And this this one's interesting. This is a take that I broadly agree with. Um, to summarize it, it's uh, you can have all the technology in the world, but you need uh, like an actual interesting idea to to use that technology towards. And we see that all the time. Where big AAA game studio, <laughs> I know that we fucking dunked on Suicide Squad last week, but. It's true. We have incredible technology in, in Suicide Squad. Like the game, technically, is very impressive compared to other games that have come out recently. But, and this is entirely conjecture from me, the creativity behind it is a fucking dumpster fire. So the game overall won't be very good. I feel like that has to do with the article and more wanting to dunk on Suicide Squad. <laughs> yeah. And you'd be right. But no, no, but like even when applied to AI, right? Like, again, this is talking about like being able to put in extra prompts or being able to generate art or being able to generate animations or being able to, to do, it's basically making things more accessible and you can make things more accessible, but in terms of then combining that back into a creative output, you still need, uh, at least in terms of putting a game together, I think there's still a fairly high bar of a game direction, a game project. It's very easy with the tools available, even now, to make good sounding music from AI, but that single two minute clip is not anywhere in the same ballpark as making an enjoyable experience that someone plays through at this stage. And it would take, hopefully, still a fair amount of time for an AI to get to the point where it reduces that bar, because if it does start reducing that bar, I see us going back to the street, the stream, um, damn it, steam green light days of asset flip city. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, And and that's, that's sort of what it is. That's what will happen. It happened in, when was it like the late two thousands, early 2010s with like RPG maker and everything being like that for a little bit. Um, Mm. It'll take some time. There'll be a lot of shit that comes out and then it'll fall into its groove and then everyone will start using Unreal or something. Um, I also think that eventually the AI will come along and replace replace Yoshida himself. So, you know, he's on a timer. To me, this reads more (laughs) like what Atlas is wanting to do and using AI prompts to hash out concept designs 
And yeah. mm. on on that topic, I'm like, I understand where they're coming from in that sort of sense, and that yeah, it is very quick to put in a prompt for an AI to generate like 20 images in the blink of an eye of like, oh, I want an Ice Queen for Shiva for the next Final Fantasy game, so I'll just put in that prompt, get some concept designs going, and then I'll finalize something myself based on those. But there's there's that element of the creative process that I think gets lost if you do that sort of um, prompt gateway, where a, a large part of the um, the creative process is just trying to hash out those ideas from scratch and iterating and iterating and iterating, and that's how you end up with something really amazing and a lot of um like going back to the atlas case i think a lot of those demon designs you wouldn't be a it it feels like there's a personality behind some of them that you wouldn't generally get from trying to put those kind of keywords into an ai prompt and getting it's it's kind of like the whole journey of creating that asset is what gets lost in these conversations. Hmm. But mm. then again, if someone uses AI as a starting point, if someone iterates on AI versus not iterating on AI, like, sorry, what I mean is someone, someone generating 20 different images and then finalizing a design versus someone brainstorming, hey, this is the direction that I'm thinking of going X, Y, Z, you know, fill in the blanks, and then iterating off of what AI has given you. I, I'm not, uh, I, I think, those, I think that process is still a valid creative one. It is a valid creative one. I'm not saying it isn't. I just think that when it comes to projects like these, um, the creative process of the person iterating on their own design speaks a lot to that artist style themselves, while the AI prompted one is pulling from so many different things that you can lose their elements really quickly They're based just- on that. Then just change the prompt to make it more look like someone particular style I've had. Very true. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I do get where you're coming from, and and broadly I agree. Um, the uh, an interesting, I guess an interesting quick anecdote. One of the people I follow um, for more kind of techie softwarey news. Uh, he uh, he uses a uh, so he as part of his Substack article has an image that he generates from, I guess, Dali, Stable Diffusion, one of them, um, just as a dumb top of an article thing. Uh, and then he ended up thinking over, uh, shoot, there was a couple intermediate steps, but basically he got to the point where he wanted to design a hoodie uh, off of a design that one of the Substack articles came up with, but he couldn't get the AI to play ball with the hoodie design that he wanted but he was able to get close enough that he was like, if I really cared about this, I could just take these designs and go to an actual artist and be like, hey, finish this. <laughs> finish this into an actual design and let's make some hoodies. So there, there, is, um, there is one saving grace in that you're right, there is very little soul in a lot of the um, AI-generated art that it can get you most of the way to the point where you need a, um, like a, an actual qualified artist to bridge that final few uh, steps, and I think that that puts art into an interesting spot. Yeah, that's true. Shall we move on and talk about people yelling slurs at Alloy? 
Uh, no, yes. I'm talking about AI. <laughs> you can talk about AI in Horizon. Oh, is it actually AI? I thought it was pronounced Al. Rats, I, fuck, I should have fucking said that joke at the start. Man, I... <laughs> Damn it. Damn it, Steve, you're better than this. No, you're not. <laughs> really? Saying uh, a joke at the end of the segment? Yes. Well, in, in news that I... I'm honestly surprised and not surprised in equal amounts. Yo, uh, it's about I... time. Hang on, hang what? on. What? Let him cook. Let him cook. The critic part of this, not the, oh. not the oh. non-review bombing part of this. Jesus. <laughs> so close. close to being like, Seth, I don't know which side you're on here, and I need to make, I need to make sure that you're aware you are treading on very... Uh, <laughs> Nearly gas cancel you, you are You are walking a tightrope, my guy. <laughs> I don't know what side I picked. Whether you guys knew if it was the correct side or not is the fun of the game. Gun. Guillotine. Uh, guillotine. Anyway, uh, in, in the most surprising and unsurprising news uh, of the day, let's face it, there's so much news at the moment, uh, there's an optional kiss in Horizon Forbidden West DLC, uh, which... <laughs> I mean, the, the, the end result is that people review Vomit on Metacritic, but I can't help but hope that the review bombs are because it's an optional kiss and not mandatory kiss. Thoughts? Look, we you both know, know the answer. not what it is. Yeah, we both <laughs> know the answer. Um, yeah, like it's... Look, I don't want to say... girls under- kissing. Yeah, like I don't want to say that... I understand it, but but as a straight a, white man, you got to be careful with your words. <laughs> yeah, man, I'm trying <laughs> trying so very hard. But if it was, yeah, I, I can't even like try to justify it. Like it's literally me- a message, story. Me- message your words to Seth, and then have Seth say them. No, um, the, the people review it, bombing it, literally have to touch grass. It's it's literally it's like oh they're shoving it down our throats etc cetera, etc cetera. and it's like huh you ever seen any media with uh, like straight people in it like aren't they shoving that down our throats yeah um, but that's it's normal just... yeah no but that's oh, normal Steph, Steph. right just say it no you said the n word um no the normal word ah oh, <laughs> shit oh boy straight I'm, I'm saying Good it with Steve. A, I'm saying it with a sarcastic inflection to make fun of people that say it that way yeah. Steve please put down the shovel your friends care about you not us but like your friends. Um, ugh, yikes, that was fucking like <laughs> comedy of errors. Um, but oh, yeah, yeah no, we, uh, we, need, we need to keep our distance like professionally. Yeah, well, it's like a J- James Franco, um, uh, Seth Rogen type situation. Anyone with Kanye West. Um, it, it's just, it, yeah, it's a shame that, <laughs> and I don't really see what Metacritic bombing does. Like, there probably is like some weird stats out there that it's like all these people bought this DLC, it's not in the base game, it's in the DLC, don't forget. Um, and then played up to that part, got to the end because this is the end of the game, and it was like, huh, two girls kissing really like ruined the ruined that entire game for me. I'm like, what type of mental gymnastics do you do? Like, <laughs> you know, I was really, really enjoying this DLC, but the moment that optional lesbian kiss happened really tanked it. Yeah, it's like it's. I, I hate it when lesbians optionally tank my gaming experience. <laughs> yeah, it's just fucking weird. Like. In a weird way, I can sort of be like, all right, well, if you're like a weird conservative that actually doesn't like approve of gay people, that's one thing. But then to be like, huh, 
yeah, this one thing ruined my entire thing. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to vote it zero on Metacritic. Hold on, hold on. Let, let, let me get my wine glass out for a second and get, get all controversial for a moment. Oh, fuck, here he comes. Oh, boy. Isn't, Do you mean wine is in, like, red wine or wine is in, like, WHI, like he's having a wine? Rosé. I think it's pronounced rose. Isn't that the Dragon Ball Super pa- transformation? Yes, but it's also a wine. Yeah, I'm aware. I oh, fucking know. <laughs> now, you're a pisshead. <laughs> now I'm the retard. Uh, but, yeah, it, it isn't, isn't lesbian kisses supposed to be the more acceptable one? Then they accept it when it's in porn, don't forget. How, 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 for, for, okay, but like, to, sure, let, let's, let's take that argument. Okay, it's the more acceptable one. It's still getting review bombed. What, what's... No, what no, that's why, that's, why I'm trying to, uh, that's why I'm trying to poke a hole into. It's getting review bombed, even though for so long in all of media and everything I've seen, s- straight people basically go, oh yeah, lesbians kissing is hot. Oh... Okay, yeah, I it, see what it you just mean. makes things better. <laughs> well, cl- clearly not, right? <laughs> clearly not. <laughs> Apparently, it's now a part of the agenda too. Go woke, go broke, as they say. Um, so, so my my concern, it's it's not necessarily about this, but it's about the idea of what a review bomb is, because I think we also need to be careful, not about like one optional kiss in a video game. But that if people dislike the game and they rate it one star on Metacritic, how do we tell the difference between them saying, I don't like the game, these are my reasons why, and someone saying, I don't like the game because of this optional kiss? I think I'm not, I'm not, I think I'm not it's trying to straw man the argument. Because most of them that actually give a pre a, a reason, a pretty lengthy so, or at least like a paragraph. When yeah, it's so you when differentiated it's a bomb, based on backing it up. Or yeah, no, you can even tell basically like, that. A, yeah, and yeah, or if like a or if something someone gives it a ten or someone gives it a zero, it's like okay, the, yeah, it a 10 I think, or, great game. We'll give it a zero. Oh, uh, gross! Two girls kissing. I'm like, you can even like tell like you don't even have to read the words like okay, this is a zero. Don't care. This is a zero. Don't care. This is a 10, don't care. Um, yeah, and I guess, I guess you can still we... have people in those 0 and 10 ranges that are, um, that are serious, but those two scores directly are the ones that I think are the ones where bombing happens the most and you need to moderate those ones to see what is a serious person reviewing that and what's just going with the outrage or going with the super praise that's outblown. And and by that I mean to go be... against the bomb, you have these people giving it tense to try and counteract it. Yeah, yeah. And do you see that also as a problem? Yes, in the sense that the bombs have made it have to be a thing that happens as well. It, it's so if so. I sorry. I'll, I'll let you finish. Got one follow up. No, no, no. I I'm basically done with that thought. Go go on. So so, uh, yeah. Okay. So so I guess context for the article. Um. This is also not just about the optional, the, the optional kiss and the review bombs, but the Metacritic is going to try and do something about it. Um, our team reviews each and every report of abuse, including but not limited to a bunch of just fucking shitty human behavior. Uh, and if violations occur, uh, occur, reviews are removed. What I would be curious about happening, and I'm not saying this is entirely hypothetical, 
but let's say Metacritic today cracks down on all of the people, quote unquote, review bombing games. Yeah. All of the low scores that are deemed to be bomb behavior are removed. What if online groups decide, hey, our scores get torn down if we bomb it? What happens if we give it perfect tens and reverse bomb it? And you might be saying, fucking straw man, that's never going to happen. But the, the point is, artificially inflating a score on either side seems like it should be a bad thing. Oh, 100%. But, yeah. yeah, 100%. But, I, yeah. I, but, but what I'm saying is, I, I think it's, it's, uh, it would be an interesting behavior to observe if they do the kind of ironic things. I swear this happened. I don't remember what it happened with, but there was something where the, the way for users to give feedback got removed. And so they, it was like love bombing or something, but I don't, I don't think it was a video game. It was something else in media, I'm pretty sure. And they ended up giving it like perfect, maybe I'm just, maybe my mind's just doing weird jumps of like the Morbius effect where everyone, everyone universally disliked it. Yeah, but they ironically gave it perfect yeah. scores. And I just, I can't help but feel like there's a situation that could occur where groups start trying to do that. And I'm not saying if it's good or bad, and I, like, I don't have an opinion. I'm just trying to figure out what Metacritic would do in that situation. Yeah. Because then they'd have to try and figure out, like, that. it seems like that would be more of a mess to untangle than finding the people that are obviously giving it negative scores. Well, I think it's like the rationale that goes on between like love bombing, which is inherently like a a better thing to do and can only do only have a good outcome uh, versus hate bombing, which is occurs for any reason under the sun, whether a game is quote unquote too woke, if they do something different, uh, if they release a game on one platform, but another like remember big console wars and it's like, oh, this game didn't come to Xbox. I'm going to give it zero stars. Like it's, it's the rationale that goes in between the two is different with the negative being it's more hurtful for marginalized groups and minorities. Whereas love bombing, while there is the only real negative is like, oh, you might be inflating its worth. Um, so I think it's more of a focus on the negative, the positive. Yeah, no, I, I think, I think yeah. the extent, the extent of the harm at either side is very different. I'm just saying like, you know, Metacritic comes out and says, we're, we're reviewing it for racist, homophobic, all these other sorts of behaviors. We're removing the negative scores. But if it turns into an ironic type situation. Yeah. God, I, I don't envy trying to figure that out. <laughs> well, okay. So, so yeah, I, think it, I think it just becomes that if the person is going to try, like how they're going to try and it's going to be very obvious if they do bomb it and go, um, yeah, no, I've, like they they want they will give the bomb reason, but they give it a ten, or whether they try to twist. Go so here's a ten, and yeah, that's a good point. Ironic yeah. about mm. it. This game is perfect. I love this in every way. Blah blah blah, and just 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 lay it on the irony. Yeah. We reckon what would be really funny is that if like they go the other way, like hate groups, uh, so they can't give zeros anymore because they get removed or whatever. And they start giving it tens and just put like slurs in the the the, the free text box. <laughs> that, but that'll but, show them. But they're giving him a ten. Like uh, it, you just uh, you just be on the other end of yeah. They, these will get removed as well because even though they're yeah, a ten, it, it gets the, the content up. is very clearly yeah. violated. Yeah, uh, I don't know. 
this doesn't seem like something that we'll solve right now, but we should we should try to solve it, and we'll write into Metacritic. We know the CEO of uh, Metacritic, uh, Mr. Critic, listen. Um, so, yeah, good luck. I don't know, maybe we use some AI to make some video games or something. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. It is a it head scratcher. Seems, yeah. it, it's a head scratcher just because I don't know what the end game is. We, we review bombed it into the ground. Okay. I think, I, I think it's, yeah, actually, good point. Like, I don't really, because as soon as all that review boeing stuff happens, like, okay, uh, now I know, number one, something's happening with this game. And number two, like, it's pissed off something. Like, don't forget that uh, uh, the Harry Potter game got review bombed something serious. And uh, as much as I hate to fucking take this stance, but I will, there was no, there was no talk that Metacritic was going to, review their policies then like what makes it okay for this but not for that um i think re- review borrowing is a whole is a negative concept all right we could spend <laughs> no as soon as i said it i'm like yeah that is what um, i heard too um we're, we're gonna move on we, we've lingered on this for a while um we're gonna quickly jump over um uh there's there's a forbidden west sequel uh in the works alongside a multiplayer spinoff which is Excellent news for uh, for um, generation defining video game fans because we know it's going to come out one week before uh, whatever that sequel is. Yeah, yeah. that second one came out just before Elden Ring. The DLC came out just before uh, Tears of the Kingdom. The first one came out just before Breath of the Wild, wasn't it? Man, yeah, that, that was exactly what happened. Picking like, absolute winners. I, I just want to I just want to add into the additional note of these. Uh, these were only confirmed because. Um, let me find her name. Uh, Hella, Hella Schmidt? No, no, that's who's getting replaced. God damn, why am I so bad at these? Angie Smets. Angie Smets. Angie Smets got promoted from uh, Gorilla um, Entertainment to a position in, <laughs> in PlayStation's <laughs> Eternal uh, Studios. And this is the second person from Gorilla to get, uh, to get promoted to the higher end of PlayStation. So... They're, they're slow. They're, like, Gorilla is slowly just taking over all of, like, PlayStation's worldwide resources. But yeah. I just, I love the idea that one day you wake up and you're no longer entertaining Gorillas. You're actually, like, one of the heads of Sony internals. Look, Gorilla Warfare is a serious thing. Uh, no, no, Seth, Seth, it's Gorilla Entertainment, unless you think they do War for Fun, in which actually they might. I don't know. Gorilla, no, no, like Gorilla Entertainment is the second half of Gorilla Warfare. Like in in the day sure. it's warfare, but at night it's like a circus. <laughs> uh, no, I just it's just something. Just just imagine, imagine you're trying to explain this to to like your grandmother who doesn't follow video games or tech news at all, and you tell her they got promoted from Guerrilla Entertainment. Tell me that's not what they would think of. Fucking circus training. Just me. Just oh, you. Well. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah, her, her promotion is her promotion is what sparks them to going. Oh, by the way, there's more Horizon stuff happening, because of course the people that worked on Horizon are going to greenlight more Horizon stuff. Generation defining game. Let's go. What do you think will define the generation next? I just about asked that. Um, Persona Six. Oh, oh, interesting. The thing is, Monster so so far too. it's been yeah, so far it's been open world games that have been generation defining. So it's got to be something Monster along those lines. Too. Monster of the World 2. Open World Monster Hunter. <laughs> Pokemon Scarlet Violet 2. You know what? He might be cooking. He might be cooking. 
Uh, well, but time will tell. Realistically, these games play five or six <laughs> years away. <laughs> Actually, you know what, Seth? He is cooking, but it's John Ritter fighting in the worst way. <laughs> <laughs> the bugs will be uh, even worse. <laughs> even more vile. Switches, switches come to life just to, like, strangle the people that play them. <laughs> it might even they will literally take your firstborn. Well. <laughs> um, it won't even be the Switch. It'll still be the Switch. Like, we 10-year-old hardware. Ah, oh, man. <laughs> Surely not. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Moving on. Uh, funny segue. Ha ha ha, funny segue. Um, <laughs> there's there's a, a, massive, uh, a, a massive mod has been released. Is it released? Or yeah, it's just released. Been talked about? Yeah, okay, cool. Um, for for uh, Hollow Knight, where uh, there, are, there are so many voice actors, over 100 fans came together to, to voice act uh, in Hollow Knight, and all of them got paid less than uh, than 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 Helen than, than Helena Taylor, and I think that's a tragedy. <laughs> They're oh, also yeah, all being paid everyone. less than Nintendo is. <laughs> well, Nintendo doesn't even have um, voice actors, so yeah. But Bowser's Bowser's paying Nintendo more than these act- voice actors got combined. <laughs> oh shit! You're right. <laughs> oh. Wait, 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 hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Wait, I don't wait, think wait. they actually talk Seth. about that, do they? Seth, oh. Seth, how much did you pay for Dragon Ball Z The Breakers? Like, huh. $20? Disgusting. You should have given that to the hundred voice actors that went into this mod. <laughs> ah, yes, they you all get two cents fuck. each. You, you make me <laughs> sick. Yeah, I think they uh, might have no, all it, just done this for free out of the goodness of their heart and the love of the projects. Right, well, it, Honestly, it wouldn't surprise me if they did. Yeah, and it's not the about modding communities that bring out the best in people. It's, it's not even that. If, if you have 100 people attached to this and someone goes, actually, I want to get paid for this, guess what? There would have been more than 100 people that would want to contribute to this project anyway. Yeah. I'm, I'm so sorry. Oh, yeah, I understand. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. And it's That's good uh, thinking about it. It doesn't just stop at lines of text. They also... Um, oh, it's everything. They, they, yeah, no, they also voice act the bosses and enemies in the game. So they've all got their nah, own little sound bites sick. now. So like they've they've gone and gone every single line of text has been voice acted, but above that they've gone and done things that don't have lines of dialogue and just added Lore things. More tablets, NPCs, yeah. corpses, item descriptions, journal entries, enemies. Everything okay, has yeah. been touched on. It, oh, it's actually amazing cool. how comprehensive this is and is definitely worth Checking out Hollow Knight as another uh, like for another playthrough just to experience this. Hmm. Uh, that's all I want to say about that. Good to move on. Good to move on. Yeah, it's out now. The trailer has a link to the mod in the description. Yeah. So and it's yeah. probably only available on PC as well. I can't see anything for like a Xbox mod or something. But no, no, it's gonna be a Switch. Trust me, bro. My my uncle works at Nintendo. Yeah. Yeah. My my uncle is the slave master for Bowser. Oh, oh, hang on. Let him cook. Let him cook. No, no. I'm not cooking that one any further. That, that, one's, that one's done. It's a perfectly rare take. Um, next up, we have some Asus ROG news. Uh, launching May 11th. One of the few things launching in May that's not been pushed back. That's weird to say. Um, <laughs> this is why, uh, why Grandblue got delayed. They were scared of the Asus ROG. <laughs> <laughs> Cutting their launch. Um, and, uh, the, <laughs> the pricing is, and I quote, for sure below a thousand dollars. Oh, we've got, uh, we've got a price now. Um, 
it's no, no, I, I oh, know, yeah, yeah. It, but it, it, it's it's a it's just, it's just funny how it's been. Hang on, it, there was there was a great quote. Uh, where are we? Um, shit, yeah. Uh, an Asus representative assuring us that while the retail price was being held back for reveal at the May 11th launch event. Um, I can tell you for sure that the price will be well below $1,000. 200% it will be below $1,000. And then the article has to specifically comment, that's not 200% below $1,000 because that would mean Asus giving every customer $1,000 <laughs> to take an ally off their hands. Commercial suicide. Very brave of them if they tried that. I'd like to see how it plays out for them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Finally, the steam killer. All it cost was bankrupting Asus. But, but to go on to what uh, the actual price is, it's leaks thanks to Best Buy that this will come in at $699 US. Yeah, it'd be over a grand. Um, I'll, be, I'll be honest, uh, this looks... Did you just uh, cut it out for you? No, 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 no. I, I couldn't um, figure out why... You couldn't put it into words. It's too beautiful. No, I don't... I do like how it's got the LED ring around the joystick thing. I don't like how it like looks like it's got fins. I I don't know how um, how it curves the edges. Yeah, I do I do like the color, um, but yeah, I don't know. It does look pretty cool though, and the LED strip on the back as well. So apparently, so it's call me call me crazy. I still think I'd take a Steam Deck. So this is yeah, from what I can tell. This is supposed to be significantly more powerful than the Steam Deck. And coming in at fifty dollars more, so it's going to be a fair competition. But maybe you're right. I'd need to see what this thing does because if if it hits what they want, it's going to be compatible with more games than the Steam Deck is. Well, from my understanding, though, it's the Steam Deck is you pick it up, you've got Steam on it, you fucking play. That's it. Like there's yeah, and very it- little mucking around. But and imagine like so. And this I haven't held a Steam Deck, but from what I hear, it's like a hefty boy. How hefty is this? Like it. I'm not heavier. Yeah. It's, it's it's heavier. Yeah. Uh, so-, uh, so Steam Steam Deck is 600. It's in here. Uh, Steam Deck 670 grams, and Ally is 680. I think. It says 608, so it's a little bit less. Oh shit! So it's lighter, huh? Interesting. Uh, it's in that. Oh, sorry. Yeah. The, the pre-production model was 680. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're right. It is slightly less. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. I assumed it'd be like fucking 40 kilos or something. But yeah, um, um, the Steam Deck <laughs> runs like a Steam OS. I think the ROG Ally r- just runs, runs Windows. Windows. Like, it's basically yeah, yeah. just a portable computer in the form of a handheld console. So it'll just run whatever <laughs> you can run on it on a Windows PC. It's, it's, it sounds odd to say, but I just I feel like the, the control scheme available for the Steam Deck would suit more... I don't know if it would suit more the games that I play. But I think having the option of the extra... The touch panels? Um, the touch panels. Mm. And I think there's extra buttons. This has the extra buttons on the back. The Steam Deck has mm. normal yeah, like, normal yeah. controls and the touch panels. Yeah, it looks like this has like a, a bumpers, triggers, and then like a weird thing on the, the back. back triggers, yeah. Back triggers, yeah. I don't think of yeah, if, if it's Yeah, if, if, it's, if it's just the difference in touchpads, then, then yeah, may, maybe, maybe this would be more of interest but yeah i don't know i've i'm i'm a steam deck is one of those things that i've been humming and hiring like if if one if one goes on sale very tempted to pick one up but how long does it how how long does it have to go 
like for the sake of argument, uh, let's say this costs a grand when it comes to Australia. Probably realistically, probably twelve, thirteen hundred, or New Zealand. Cool. So I'm still, still, so I'm still losing a few like kidneys to to pay for it because yeah, that would be Australian money, not New Zealand yeah. money. Well, how much in New Zealand dollars would you pay for, for a Steam Deck? Uh, like, for the sake of argument, for a Steam Deck. So, um, someone at my work had, a, I don't know how this happened. He had an extra Steam Deck <laughs> that he wasn't using and was selling it close to cost. And it was one of the upgraded ones. I think it was around 1200 yeah, I don't remember that, about right. that does sound about right. I, though. I, I, I think I, I, I could be, I could be getting, I could be off on the price, but let, let's assume 1200 If it was a grand, I'd be in. I think. Like that, that's, uh, and, and that gives me a safety margin because I don't see it going 200 bucks off <laughs> soon because I can't really afford to buy one if it does. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like 1200 is just like 1200 is only actually that that's coming in about the price of a PS5 now, maybe, maybe an extra hundred or so more. To, actually, I don't know what a PS5 goes for anymore now that they've sort of solved the supply issues, but yeah, it's just slightly too much for what it is compared to what else is available for the same price. Yeah, no, I, I could not justify that much for a Steam Deck. Yeah, that's fucking expensive. Like, hold on, I'm I'm trying to cook here for a second. And dangerous. Uh, twelve. I think rough twelve hundred is roughly the price of a um video card. At the moment, like a GeForce 40 series. Maybe on the lower end of the 40 series. Yeah, mm. 4070 is about 1100. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, anyway, know. yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll wait and see. Yeah. I, uh, I do want to get it, but I don't really game that much on the go. Like, I, I don't really see myself gaming on the go either. Yeah, like, I have a Switch and I always play it in docked mode. Yeah, I'm the same. Yeah, like every now and then, like same. a girlfriend and I might be watching the footy or might have a like a dumb TV show or something, and I'll have that. I'll just play it in handheld mode. But I've actually really started uh, playing my Switch outside, not in direct sunlight, but because um, it overheats. But I've started yeah, playing it just to get like, a weird bit of fresh air. Um, and I sort of enjoy that, but I don't really do that full time. Interesting, though. Interesting indeed. Finally, in the news this week, we have Activision Blizzard raising its ugly, fucking bastardized, why won't it die head. Turns out uh, it's because it's dying. More merger news. Yeah. Uh, Steve, as the one who I, I think, I think um, before we recorded, you said, God, I really hope this merger goes through. I love Bobby Kotick. So do you want to talk us through this? I one? Don't JK Rowling and Bobby Kotick is two favorite people in history. <laughs> Uh, uh, uh. Yikes. Um, well, so we've got an extra stage that's progressed in the whole uh, Microsoft Activision Blizzard saga. Yeah, it's now time. Um, oh, let's, uh, let's let, let, let them, them cook. cook. Yeah, let them cook. So the uh, competition. It is cooking. It's burning. The Competition and Markets Authority. Get it off the stove. The Competition and Markets Authority, the CMA uh, in the UK, pretty much said, nah, fuck is. You're gonna, you're not gonna do it. Interesting though, they are only preventing this acquisition because of the issues around the monopoly around in the cloud space, uh, in cloud gaming. Uh, which is can, uh, can I, can I Xbox add, goes. Don't worry, our cloud offering is shit. Can, can I add a little <laughs> little fun facts here? 
No. Some seasoning for so, the cook? Some seasoning, just, just for taste. I this- just said no. <laughs> if, if it wasn't for the Stadia dying, <laughs> this probably could have gone through. But because the yeah, Stadia so- did die, Microsoft's monopoly on the cloud space stayed pretty strong. So well, thank so you, Phil Harrison, the- as a quadruple agent for Sony. <laughs> it's it's not even a um it's not even like a weird monopoly. Is that because the tech is so new and so early, nobody's really getting into like there was Stadia and that didn't really take off in the way that Google wanted to. So they in my personal opinion, I think they pulled Stadia a bit too early. Um there is I think they, I think they pulled it at just the right time because there was no growth for that at all. Like it came yeah. out, it bombed, and they continued and it just kept tanking more. Yeah. But I think maybe maybe just the the way it was pitched was always a bit weird to me. I, no, no, I mean, they knew uh, they knew what they were doing because when they had that Stadia reveal event, they lined up all the dead consoles. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, then you And then said we will join you soon. <laughs> yeah. But uh, th- but there was that, there's the was it Amazon's Luna? They were thinking about doing that? Or they they, they did do that, and we don't know. It, like, it's out. I guess they're supporting it. Is <laughs> but it? It's, it's not making any headlines. Holy shit, this is news yeah. to me. Well, uh, this is yeah. breaking news. Holy yeah. fuck. Yeah. Let, let me double check myself on that one. Yeah, I can't remember if that did come out or if it did or something. Yeah, and then there's um, NVIDIA's GeForce now. It, it does seem like cloud gaming... It's being pitched in a different way, whereas Microsoft can use... Uh, like. Because the whole thing is, oh, we've got Xbox Game Pass. You can play all these games on your console, your PC, or in the cloud on your phone. Like, it, they've got the three pillars of that. Whereas if you're a company that's like the Google Stadia, like if you're just trying to get into cloud gaming. Where, where, where are the smart fridge gamers at? Ubisoft Plus is part of Amazon Luna. Oh, hang on. Let them cook. <laughs> let them cook. Um, but yeah, but it, yeah, it like came you- out March last year in just the US, and it came out March this year for Canada, Canada, UK, and Germany. Oh, so it's available oh, in like three Congrats. countries. We're in like Game Passes. Sorry, the uh, Xbox Cloud Gaming is available in like over a hundred countries. I think I read before. Um, and and to be to be you fair, know, they, maybe if they slowed their roll. Yeah, and it does seem like Microsoft is like they did it with like Windows PCs in the nineties. Like they got on the front foot. They're beating everybody to it. And they probably are absorbing a couple of smaller companies that are getting into it. But because they are beating everybody to the punch, unfortunately, they I, are I think Microsoft literally did absorb a bunch of things as well. And that's why things like yeah, Office and Skype and all of that got absorbed into Microsoft. And it just bolstered, bolstered their, yeah. um, uh, their standings in the yeah. PC space. Imagine, imagine denying the Blizzard takeover because you realize that Microsoft owns Skype. Based Boy, honestly. A bunch of those monopoly <laughs> laws exist in the um, US because of like Microsoft, because of what they did in the early 2000s. Um, like we've all seen that Simpsons episode where um, Homer starts up an internet company and it literally does nothing, but Bill Gates still comes in and trashes his place. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and smashes up yeah, his office. There's a lot of stories like that. And there's a bunch <laughs> of like, and the reason, and half the reason why Microsoft is so big in the PC space is because they like, no, nope, you sell a computer, that's it, you're ours now. Um, we will just like literally tank whatever we can to get ahead. And they did work and as better or worse, that's the world we live in. And it seems like the- Big Microsoft the defender here. here. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm defending them right now, aren't I? Uh, <laughs> and then the, the CMA has pretty much said, look, we don't want to repeat all that kind of stuff. Uh, realistically, they, 
they have made the right decision. I don't like it, but I'm a Xbox fanboy. But it's it's they've made it for the wrong reason. They've made it because the technology's new, no one's investing in the space because everyone's scared about it. Whereas Microsoft has a bit more disposable income to get into it. Um there's a whole bunch of little dot points that are fun to point out in this as well. Like Microsoft, I think it was last year or earlier this year, said cloud gaming isn't an important thing and it's not going to go anywhere for like the next 10 years. Trying to trying to sweep the cloud gaming part of mm. stuff underneath the rug for the CMA to kind of ignore it and it still got caught anyway. Um, they, they also talked about like all the deals they were making, the 10-year deals to going... Yeah, so there's literally nothing stopping Activision from making those deals with those cloud service services at the moment. They could just do that without the need of Microsoft's intervention. And also, yeah. there's, there's also there's no like precedent of how well they'll do on those. So like making these deals doesn't mean anything. You've got to like invest in that technology. And also with the Nintendo Switch deal, Sony and Microsoft compete at an even level, so Call of Duty makes sense on those consoles, but Nintendo markets to an entirely different demographic, so saying that you're going to expand the market to every single person that owns a Switch is blatantly untrue, but also there's nothing backing up that the Switch is powerful enough to run Call of Duty the same way a PlayStation and a Xbox Mm. currently can, so that's also, that 10-year deal is also kind of sus because you can't deliver on that promise. Well, they can. They'll just do it in a shit way. Like, they, 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 they might promised it, in, They um, promised parity. So, they literally cannot deliver parity, yeah. No, they, they, just, like, they, just like Kingdom Hearts, so we um, get in the cloud versions of no, it. No, the, the way the deal was was they, they can't deliver a cloud version. It has to be a, oh, really? a, oh, a proper parity release version. Man, they really shot themselves in the foot with that. Yep. Um, oh, they could have said cloud version. Like, no, the Switch has cloud gaming as well, which it does. In um, Japan. It's not very good. Oh, is it only in Japan? It oh, is only in Japan. People get around it by just making a Japanese account. Oh. Which is why it's so shit when people test it out, because they're connecting to Japanese servers from the US. Yeah. Okay, that, that makes sense now. That, yeah, because remember when Kingdom Hearts came out, I was like, huh, they're really getting away with this, aren't they? But no, okay, that makes sense then. Um, but yeah, so it's. It's not looking good, Expos. It's not looking good. Um, and they'll have to, if uh, Microsoft's appealing the decision, of course, but uh, if the FTC in the US is probably going to. Oh, yeah, this, really uh, this, is like, raised, oh, hey. this has raised the, the stakes for the FTC to be able to do this. Like, if the CMA had denied it, then the FTC's case would have gotten weaker, but this has just made yeah. it stronger. Yeah, and, and like, if, if the takeover fails, uh, Microsoft will have to pay, like, what? Two billion dollars to the FTC. Um, they'll have to give Activision like ten billion dollars or something. As in, uh, hey man, like you promised us you'd buy us, you can't. So it's like a weird stakeholder cost. Like yeah, like if Microsoft doesn't get this, and then the, those talks apparently that Xbox Gaming internally within Microsoft is the they're not really happy at the moment um, because like there's the Xbox hardware hasn't sold as much. Uh, there hasn't been any first-party games released in quite some time, and there won't be until Redfall and then Starfield later on in the year. So if this deal falls through, uh, those games don't sell the numbers what they want. Uh, it's, we're in strife, fellas. 
Um, yeah. The end of Xbox so, has been out. Uh, unironically, but like it's, it, we might be able to exactly I, be going the way of the Dreamcast. I think we talked about but it. Then, but, uh, but, sorry, wait, wait. you go, Patrick. But we can't see the end of Xbox as we know it because then Sony would have a monopoly. The FTC literally can't <laughs> let Xbox fail. Then they have to approve the thing then, don't they? Well, they don't have to. Um, but yeah, Microsoft just doesn't have the... Uh, yeah, I don't know. There's probably a bunch of things at play that I understand. Um, what, what were yeah, you going to so say? So? It's just more on that sales thing of we had Hi-Fi Rush come out this year and I think we touched a little bit on it last week of uh, Jeff Grubb saying that... He, he didn't say it was a failure, like people were twisting his words, but he said that it didn't yeah. meet certain expectations within the company and like money wise, it didn't earn what it was supposed to. And well, which, yeah, which I, I said last week, I'll say that again, like I haven't seen those targets. If they, oh no, we're going to sell 20 million copies and they sell 10 million copies, still fucking gangbusters. They didn't hit their target. Yeah. Um, but the thing that we also like, the thing that's suspect to me is that Whenever they talk about Hi-Fi Rush and how well it's doing, they say, this is how many players we got. It's not how many units are sold, it's how many people yeah. have played and launched a game, which includes people that played it on Game Pass and didn't pay for the game. They paid for Game Pass and then just tried it out for an hour or two. So, yeah, we don't. Yeah, that's very true as well. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Microsoft never really releases those numbers about like their agreements and stuff, which would be very interesting to see, <laughs> especially with a game like Hi-Fi Rush that gets a shadow drop. Yeah, and, um, comes and, to multiple consoles. Like, it'd be very interesting to see those margins. We never will, or we will in like ten years' time when it's too late. Yeah. Um. But yeah, yeah. Just from a when we're all at the Xbox funeral, and I, I think I think Microsoft has until the end of June or the end of July to close this deal before they have to do renegotiations with Activision. Like, if they really, don't close it by yeah. then. Then that's when they have to do like a payout for the initial deal, uh-huh. renegotiate with Activision, and just try the whole process again. Yeah, well, I, or I rather, f- rather just continue the process, not try it again. Bobby Kotick absolutely frothing at that yeah. prospect. And well, speaking uh, of the big hey, man, he put out the- I, you know, before we before we shit on Bobby Kotick again. Uh, just I, th- I can't remember if it was. Uh, the giant bombcast, or maybe it was just a weird Reddit post I saw. Um, but like, there exists the possibility that uh, Activision Blizzard might sort of do a weird split thing and only sell like the Blizzard portion to Xbox or the Activision portion. Like, it'd be interesting to see what happens. And they still exist. That, yeah, that that was part of the things that the CMA yeah. uh, said you could do if you want us to agree. And that's oh, when that's Microsoft doubled down yeah. and said, "No, we want." Call of Duty and everything else. Like, yeah, the, yeah. The, the deal was, hey, get rid of Call of Duty or get rid of Call of Duty and Blizzard or, um, yeah, just take King and that's it. Yeah. And they're like, no, no, we, we, want, we want our cake and we want to eat it too. We do what? And, and in doing so, they shot themselves in the foot. Um... Yeah, as Seth alluded to, uh, Bobby Kotick, our favorite perfect zero on the diversity scale, um, sent out an email to uh, everyone. Yeah, everyone within Activision Blizzard King. Yeah, uh, basically, there's nothing of surprise saying, not the news we wanted, but fight's not over, blah, blah, blah. Uh, my favorite line in this is that uh, 
Alongside Microsoft, we can and will contest this decision. We've already begun the work to appeal to the UK Competition Appeals Tribunal, which just as a, as a single name, when you get blocked from becoming a monopoly and needing to appeal to the UK Competition Appeals Tribunal, it definitely sounds like the, like the underdog should be going there. <laughs> Like the the guy going the to break up the monopoly, not to make one. So from what I read online, the CMA has like a seventy percent win rate when it goes through to this tribunal. Oh, so it's not zero. <laughs> You're right. That's not zero. Bobby Kotick's diversity score is going to be in. It's for not even fifty fifty chance. Look, 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 in in the words of uh. An AI-generated video of the President of the United States. Let them cook. Um, the FTC decision due late May, early June, and that will loosely be like the be-all and end-all. Yeah, um, I think I think it might actually be June, like after the FTC's decision. That's when yeah. the Microsoft has to close a deal. Look, do you, us Xbox gamers are on are on life support. Do you think if it reaches that point, Microsoft will try and continue, or do you think they'll pull out? I uh, they have to keep continuing. Like I don't see, um, uh, like they they they're gonna keep doubling down. Like they're a big company. Like they don't it it they lose all credibility for another buyout of something if they back down. Like it, they have to keep going. I think if it gets to that point, Phil Sp- they they give up and Phil Spencer is out. Oh, 100%. If it doesn't go through, he's like, yeah, he's, he's gone. Um, it might get someone else in to do it, but yeah. No, I, I, think, I think the higher-ups at Microsoft, not Xbox trying to double down on it, but it'll be Microsoft themselves saying, you know what, never mind, we're, we're done. This is just too much money for no progress. We're, we're going to back out of it now, and yeah. Xbox needs a, re, a reorganization. Well, yeah, possibly. 2013 Xbox all over again. <laughs> Man, what a wild time that was. It's a media console. If you want to play offline, we have a console for that. It's called the Xbox 360. I can't believe they fucking said that. I'll never forget that. <laughs> and, Absolutely fucking dumb shit. And that sent <laughs> all the Xbox... And the Xbox Connect p- watches you while you sleep. It sent all the Xbox players to PlayStation. <laughs> Literally could like, not no, recover I'm st- from that. I'm, st- I'm still an Xbox, bro. Anyway, let's, uh, we've... See, I, I, know, I know you're kidding because you said Xbox, bro, and not X, bro. <laughs> Stop talking that shit about Xbox. Xbox. That, was, that was his <laughs> bullshit alarm going off. Yeah. That, that was such a weirdly timed sneeze. X, bros. We're sneezing. We're being <laughs> blessed. That's a sign. That's a sign from the Xbox god. I think, I I think we're losing him, Patrick. We, we should yeah. move on. Move on. Move on to what? We have an so audience it, question here. No, we don't. Uh, <laughs> you know what? No, I'm not reading this. <laughs> so, so we have a question here from Thomas. Uh, he's actually gonna read. He's actually gonna fucking read it. One absolute machine. But- Thomas has been kind enough to write us a question and we will not dignify him with answering this question or even reading it out. Thomas, you're banned. Don't email us. Never again. Only send your questions to Stephen in person. And then I'll read them out in the podcast and claim them as my own. Um, <laughs> but yeah, 
Great, then we ban Steve. No, oh, hang on, let him go. A- again. But yeah, if you've got a uh, question for us that does not, uh, th- that is not of a sexual nature, um, please write in. Uh, the, or, or a slur. Yeah, there's good, harmless fun. If, write in, the email address it's, is it's okay a slur against Patrick. It's oddly specific. <laughs> Sheep joke. Um, but yeah, that, that email address again, because Seth cut me off, is fasttravellounge at gmail.com. Two T's, two L's. What 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 are the other plugs, uh, Steve? If I wanted to, if we wanted to find yeah. where, where the fuck we upload these, uh, so on Twitter you can catch us on uh, Fast Travel Lounge with only one L, uh, but on Facebook it's Fast Travel Lounge um, with all the letters intact. And if you wanted <laughs> Fast to Travel Lounge with all the letters, <laughs> uh, and if you're interested in uh, building some things, you got Fast Builders Lounge. Oh my no, god, yeah, we don't. Oh, we're cutting we don't. Him off Not affiliated. Patrick, Patrick, what what should people do when they're, they're listening to this uh, podcast? Well, they should build the things. Thing, they, <laughs> they they <laughs> they could build us some support by uh, smashing that like button or uh, giving us a follow on your preferred podcasting platform of choice. You know what? Don't don't smash that like button. Give it a ni- a nice wet smooch. Mwah. Give it a little smooch love that, tap. No, smooch that smooch that thumb. Smooch that like button. Careful. If, if, if there's if there's a kiss, we might get review bombed. Oh, hang on. L- let the don't, boys don't make it sound like a good thing. Let the boys kiss their subscribe buttons. What nature <laughs> wanted. Homies kiss the uh, all the all the real homies kiss the like button. Good night. <laughs> hang on. Whoa. Hang on. Let them cook. Well, that's actually a good one. We might be on something there, fellas. <laughs> God, I hate this. Uh, <laughs> Welcome to my world. Um, yeah, but, uh, we are now at the end of episode 70. Uh, anything coming up? Episode 71 we want to call out now? Um. Redfall. Redfall oh, yeah, comes Redfall. out next Tuesday. Ooh, interesting. Uh, Redfall yep. comes out next Tuesday. I pre-downloaded it. Um. I've already forgotten it exists. Yeah, so that'll be very interesting to see what that is. I still don't think I understand what that game is. Um, Object permanence is, is a struggle, Seth. Don't worry, you'll get there. Yeah. No, I think yeah, it's just Redfall. Yeah, and because it's out on Game Pass Day 1, um, you'll have a Steven review day one, sort of. And I, yeah. actually this week, but could not fucking talk about it with everything else going on, um, actually played through the the uh, latest Monster Hunter update and the latest Forza DLC. Not all of oh. it, but like, like uh, a, a few thoughts. So look forward to that next week from me. And I, after almost a year of putting it off because of so many life things, I finally started streaming Soul Hackers 2. So, and if you wanted to watch you stream, where would we watch you at? That would be at twitch.tv slash Kai underscore Burr, B-E-H-R. Are you spelled Kai with a K or a C? With a Let C. Let me guess. Is it, oh, right. C-A-I. Ah, I guess. Yeah, I've, I've done the, I've basically just done the first hour and a half tutorial section of that. It's pretty fun so far. Maybe I'll have deeper thoughts next week. You won't. I never have deep thoughts. No. <laughs> I, 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 I just, I just show up, just turn on Vampire Survivors and just let my mouth run. Do okay, it mouth run no Why would you stop now? Anyway, um, as I say, this is the closing of episode 70. Fucking finally, some would say. Uh, so thank you so much for listening. I've been Patrick. I've been joined by Seth and Steve. And we'll catch you next time. Bye. Uh, Happy birthday, spaghetti on toast. The realest dinner in the world.